Hello, players who only play spellcasting classes. <laughs> DMs who create villains so believable that your players start asking you if that's just how you are. Welcome uh, back to Table Talk. I'm Robert. I'm Maddie. And today we are going to be talking about choosing spells. This will probably be for real. I know last time or a couple times ago <laughs> we said we were going to do a half episode and it turned out to be an hour long. We'll see. We're actually hoping for this one to be an hour. So after this one, uh, we're going to do like a, a brief combat playthrough with myself and Madison being two players and then me also DMing, um, which I've done that a couple times. It's not the most difficult thing in the world. But today we're going to walk you through choosing spells and what that process is like. And then um, the next episode after that, or maybe even the same part of this, it just depends on how long we go, yeah. you'll get combat um, with a character made with those spells. So Madison... What do you yes. like to do whenever you're making a character uh, and you're like having to choose spells? Like, what's yes. your process like? So I've got a love-hate relationship when it comes to choosing spells because it's really fun. However, it can be really, really fucking tedious as well. And when you're playing a spellcasting class where you don't get to switch out your spells, like with prayer or some shit, like basically any yep. divine spellcasting, you could just be like, oh, I can switch them out between rests. You can't do that when you're playing a full spellcasting class. Like, a, or I guess clerics are also like a full spellcasting class. But if you're playing something like um, a sorcerer or a bard, you can't switch it out. So it's like permanent. So there's a little bit of pressure there. Um, yeah, because like it's... It's permanent, like, I don't know. The way that I've always done it is um, if somebody wants to change their spells really bad, like, on a long rest, I'm cool with that, you know? Like, I don't I don't like making it to where people absolutely, like, have to use something that they just don't want to. Uh, but there are some classes you're like... that... You're, you're right in saying that some classes have a significantly easier time switching between, like, spells and prepared spells and learning spells. It gets really complicated really fast. Yeah, it, it's also a thing of, like, I think starting out making a character for the first time and picking your spells is the hardest because you don't know what world you're in fully yet and you don't know how combat encounters tend to go or, like, what type of enemies you're going to be fighting um, versus, like, if you're leveling up and you're picking new spells, you have an idea of, like, where you are, what's happening in the story, where you're going in the story, so you kind of know, like, what type of spells that you want to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about that because um, I'm also in the process of literally figuring out how to do the combat encounter, and she immediately is like, so what kind of creatures are we going to fight so I like know what spells to pick? Um, because there are a lot That's of times... That's not a question you can ask. In, I mean, I guess you can ask it in real life. Yeah. But I like... mean, you can you can definitely ask it. Like We've talked about this with some of the class stuff, too. I'm not going to have you pick like a preferred enemy type like on Ranger yeah. uh, and pick something that you're literally never going to encounter. And, like, there was a clip from the, the latest season of Dimension 20 where um, they're all playing um, stouts or stoats or whatever. What Basically, like, little, like, weasel-looking motherfuckers, oh, yeah, like, little yeah, critters. Yeah. Um, and Brennan's playing a paladin. And uh, he asked Sabria at one point, he was like, so there's a thing where I've got, like, divine, or since divine, I've, I literally just played a paladin like two weekends ago so I should know that but where you can sense like um, fiends and like undeads in the area and things like that um, and he's like we uh, are not good and evil. yeah it's tech good and evil and he's like we don't we're not playing in a setting where there are different like races or like different like types so can I use this to find my children and she was like yeah mm -hmm. that's actually like funny as fuck um, but it, it's like one of those situations but 
Um, I'm going to go through and kind of walk through my process of picking spells for Sparrow, which is homegirl that we made in the uh, magic character creation episode. Um, she's like a, she's a tiefling wild magic sorcerer, um, with like the flavor text of like a Robin Hood type character. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to keep that in mind because I like to let the personality of my character influence the spells that I'm picking. If I'm playing a character that is like a Robin Hood type, maybe I'm not choose a bunch of like spells that have to do with like absorbing elements or right. acid or like yeah generally you're gonna want to pick stuff that like you know makes sense with the fucking character you're playing yes i'm also someone who like i always keep like a handful of like certain spells that i think are very useful or like utility based um mage armor is something that i'm always gonna pick if i'm playing a any class that has access to mage armor because mm -hmm. it's really nice what does mage um, armor do mage armor is a first level spell that um you touch a willing creature who isn't wearing armor and a protective magical force surrounds them. Um, target's base AC becomes 13 plus its dex modifier. Uh, and it lasts for eight hours. Interesting. Um, which is only available to sorcerers and wizards because mm -hmm. they are both fucking squishy as all hell. Um, but so I'm going to go through here. So I'm going to go to um, and you'll find it in like the little advancement chart um, with your class. Um and it'll show you, like, how many spells you know at what level, um, how many cantrips you know. And cantrips are, like, they're spells that aren't really spells. Like, they don't count against mm -hmm. um, the number of times, like, you've got spell slots, which basically means you can only cast this many spells per long rest. And you can't cast any more of that. And you have to cast a spell of that level that you, like, have available. Like, I can cast a first-level spell... Um, and I can upcast it as a second level spell. However, I cannot cast a second level spell as a first level spell, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of confusing to say out loud. But when you like see it like written down, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, so read your player's handbook or whatever uh, PDF that you yeah, happen to find because yeah, it's really not encouraging um, finding PDFs. But also whatever you can find, you know, if you it. can find it. We're we're not gonna stop you. Yeah. Um. I much. use Wiki Dot. No one's gonna tell you no. <laughs> I'm using Wiki Dot right now because I like the way that it has the spells listed out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wiki Dot's um, pretty nice. I, I love Wiki Dot so much. So I'm looking. Uh, my character is gonna be third level. So I'm gonna go to the third level thing on the table, and it's gonna tell me that I know four cantrips. So I'm going to go. And by the way, on your character sheet, uh, the third page is gonna have access to all that information mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and then my spell casting ability that i'm going to keep in mind is charisma which you'll also be able to find on your class table um my spell save dc is 15 i'm not quite sure how you get that i'll be honest i put i plugged myself into an app oh wait it, you're talking about how, how people get spell dcs yeah yeah it's like your intelligence modifier plus i think 10 is usually what it is or whatever your my spell intelligence modifier oh, is spell casting I modifier think it's whatever your 10. spell casting mod is that so makes if, sense if you cast with like charisma versus intelligence so if you're a warlock instead of a wizard uh, i'm pretty sure when you're coming up with your spell dc it's 10 plus whatever that modifier is so if okay. you have a plus 60 or charisma your spell dc for all of your spells will be 16. Okay, that makes sense because I'm working with a uh, a 20 in charisma because I rolled very well. Um, yep, and then yep. you also get your spell attack bonus, which is going to be your proficiency bonus plus your spell casting ability modifier. So for charisma, 
Uh, I have a 20 in charisma, so that's going to be a plus five. So that would be a plus five plus my proficiency bonus, which is a plus two, which is going to give me that plus seven. You're going to add that to any attack rolls that you roll for a spell. But we'll get into that later. Cantrips. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of the of the sorcerer cantrips. I mean, they're not bad. <laughs> but um, they're not always, like, the most useful in the world. Yeah, so every... And we've kind of talked about this in some of the previous videos. Every class, uh, at least every spellcasting class, is going to have their own list of cantrips that they have available. They're not always exclusive. Um, and you can also take feats and backgrounds that allow you to, or not backgrounds, but you can take feats that allow you to like pull from other classes. Shout as well. out Spell Sniper, which allows you to do any ranged cantrip, which means you can choose Eldritch Blast, and that levels up with you. Mm-hmm. And you can just, and your spells also then ignore um, ha- like cover. If yep. you don't have full cover, you're getting hit. But yeah, every every spellcasting class is going to have a different um, like lineup, if you will, of um, sorry, I'm doing two things at once. Like a different lineup of cantrips that are exclusive to them. Some cantrips are shared across classes. Like I think some of the cleric and paladin cantrips line up a little bit, just because yeah. you know it, there's only so many spells. They're holy. Yeah, and there's only there's only so many spells um, that are worth using. So yeah. it's just kind of one of those things, like keeping the the bundle of shit to choose from. But yeah, your cantrips are basically going to be what you're you're going to use the majority of the time, unless you're in combat, in which usually that'll be a spell, like a spell spell. Uh, the more you level up, the more you can use those spells. But like generally speaking, anywhere from I want to say like level, basically levels one through five, you're gonna have to rely on your cantrips a lot. So like choose wisely because you're gonna yeah. have like three, maybe four spell slots max. They're not gonna do a whole lot of damage, and then you're just gonna have to either throw hands or use cantrips. Yeah, cantrips are gonna be your friend. So I always, no matter what class I'm playing, I'm gonna choose. At least, or depending on how many cantrips I get. I get, did I say four or three cantrips? I get four cantrips. Um, if I've got the option of four cantrips, I'm going to pick at least two of those to be damage dealing. Um, because I want something to rely on in combat. And then I'm also going to keep in mind the type of character I'm playing and the personality there while I look through these. Um, I already have some kind of like marked out that I want to do. Um, the first one I'm probably going to do, and this one is not a damage dealing cantrip, but it makes sense for the character I'm playing, which is Mage Hand, which basically, um, is a spectral floating hand that appears within 30 feet of you, and you use your action to control the hand. You can make it open a door, or a container, or, like, it's a hand. Mm -hmm. It can't attack things. You basically just have a hand that can do things. Yeah, but, like, as I'm playing, like, a pickpocket character, Mm -hmm. Mage Hand makes sense. Um, which, like, technically, you can't use it to pickpocket, but, like, if you're playing a Robin Hood character or a pickpocket character, talk to your DM. Just ask. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to tell somebody that, I'm not going to tell anybody that, like, they can't use it to do that. Um, it's just going to be higher DC. Yeah, that's the way that I like to do things. If a spell says that you explicitly can't do something, but you really want to do it, and there's, like, good reason for it, or it's a fun role play moment, or, like, rule of cool... I'm just going to make the DC a lot harder and then there will be more significant like consequences to fucking up that role. Yeah. Um, so like if you, you want to use mage hand to pickpocket spell says you can't, but like it's a Robin hood dealer. It's like a really important item. 
Um, like, cool, roll, like, a DC 20 Arcana check. I'm probably not going to give that to a level 3 player, but, like, maybe I do. Um, and it's like, if you pass, holy fuck, like, this awesome feat of magic has been pulled off. And if yeah. you fail, it's like, you tug on it, it's just about to, like, come free of the pocket, and then it snags on a button, and, like, the button yeah. hits the ground, and, like, combat they turn around. Yeah, so, like... Combat it, encounter immediately, Pretty Jesus much, Christ. you know, or just, like, immediately just words, you know, just hands... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, d- just ask, truly. It's, it's also my, my, uh, kind of rule of thumb. Yeah. Uh, the next one I'm going to do is Mind Sliver, um, which is you drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of a creature you can see. They must succeed on an intelligent saving throw or take 1d6 psychic damage and subtract 1d4 from the next saving throw it makes before the end of your turn. Which is pretty nice, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like... It's if I'm playing a Robin Hood type character, even though I'm playing a sorcerer, um, I'm probably going to be thinking of this in like terms of rogue flavor. Um, so it's the the combat I don't think is going to be like very um, aggressive in terms of like physicality. So doing things that are dealing with like psychic damage mm-hmm. or like the mind or like playing dirty, I think is going to be um, kind of a fun character moment so that's the next one i'm gonna take so we've got two of the four down um the next one i'm gonna take is one that i like a lot which is shocking grasp mm-hmm. um lightning springs from your hands to live to deliver a shock to a creature you try to touch you make a melee spell attack against the target which is when i'm gonna add that plus seven to it um you have advantage on the roll if the target is wearing armor made of metal which is mm-hmm. so fun um, and then it's on a hit. such a fucking silly thing to be like, hey, you know like a really common type of armor that like a lot of people like to wear? Give me advantage! Yeah, because it provides you with like, I don't know, a lot of benefits. Actually, no it doesn't. Get fucked. Yeah. I'm take 1d8 lightning damage and can't take reactions until the start of its next turn. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also something where you'll see like a little bubble that says underneath um, at higher levels um, and it's going to say the spell's damage increases by 1d8 when you reach 5th level, 11th level and 17th level. That's not going to affect me now but that not is going to let me know that at higher levels I'm going to be able to do more things which is pretty much only going to happen with um, damage dealing cantrips. Like mm-hmm. your your friends is not going to level up <laughs> with you if you take friends as a cantrip which your honestly, friends. should I use friends as my last cantrip? Uh, I mean you certainly can. My other one was going to be Lightning Lore, but that doesn't make sense with the flavor of the character. I just really like Lightning Lore as a you cantrip. You really like Lightning Lore as a cantrip. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair Which, enough. like, cantrips, I say, fuck it. Just choose what you like. Yeah. Like, as much as <laughs> as much as much it's good to, like, um, absolutely maximize the amount of utility you're getting out of them, like, y- most of the time you just got to play the game until you can, like, figure out what works best for you or what spells you like. Like, Madison has generally the same, like, list of spells that she likes to use in the majority of her playthroughs or her characters, regardless of, like, the setting or the character. I mean, this time it's a little more like trying to show you all what it would be like uh, with a brand new character, but generally speaking, she's somebody that's going to have... I'm always going to have Mage Armor. I'm always going to have Shield. I'm always going to have Silvery Barbs. I'm always going to have... Like, my other three spells that I really like. I'm always going to do whatever I can to get Eldritch Blast, no matter what character I'm playing. 
Um, but those are just because that's my personal play style. And I think that the flavor of them comes out differently with each character. Because you can use the same spell in very different ways. At our current table, um, our spells are even more limited than like in 5e. Mm-hmm. Um, like it basically it follows like the warlock spell casting for everyone. And yeah, you only get like um, three or four. It's a little intense sometimes. Like it's very limited. Um, you have to really put a lot of thought into, um, I mean, basically into what you choose. Like even more so than a traditional 5e campaign because you're so fucking limited on what you have. Like, yeah. It's, it's a bit much sometimes. It's uh, And it took a limited. while to get, I mean, to get it down even for me to realize like what I could give you all as players because of how limited our actions are. Yeah, because you all just don't have that much you can do right now. That being said, they are all incredibly powerful things we can do, but there's not a lot of them. Um, But, like, two of us at the table have the same at-will thing, which is basically a cantrip. Um, And it's called Kinetic Blast, and it's basically the same thing as Eldritch Blast, but we use it in two completely different ways. Mine is, like, a little baseball made of pure light Mm -hmm. that I, like, literally toss around like a baseball, like, as a nervous tick. Or, like, when she's bored, she'll just straight up summon it and start, like, just playing catch with herself and, like, tossing it up and catching it. And then the other player, it's, like, a zap. Um, A zap. Of, like, energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the flavor of these spells can look completely different if you want them to. Um, but I think for my last cantrip, I'm going to do Friends, which isn't, uh, which granted, I'm just basically choosing these spells for the combat encounter, and Friends is not going to help me in the combat encounter, but uh-huh. it makes sense flavor-wise. Did you finally figure out what you were trying to do? Yeah, I finally figured out what I was trying to do. So what I've been doing this whole time, um, if you want to This is also a great example of, like, player versus DM situation uh, right now, is we're both preparing for the same thing. Yeah, I have been, so we normally play on, like, uh, a playmat or a TV, depending on, um... How fancy we want to be? Yeah, how fancy we want to be or how, like, underprepared I am is, is often what I drop it down to. Like, if I just don't feel like coming up with a whole bunch of fucking PNGs and backgrounds and shit, I'm, I'm not. Like, theater yeah. of the mind works just fine. It's gotten me through the last several years okay. Uh, but what the I'm TV doing... TV thing is new for us. Yeah, what I'm doing now um, for any, I guess, DMs, that, tips and tricks, that kind of thing, is I am currently... Um, using a uh, an app, like a, a little software kind of deal, um, called Roll20. It's really, 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 really useful if you like to play online, or even if you have like a TV set up. Um, it's really kind of the most Which out of what you make it. TV setups are so easy to do. TV setups, like literally just find a shitty flat screen TV and then put it on a table. Honestly, I think it's easier than using a mat sometimes. It is. Like it is 100%. But that's what I'm, I've been doing... Um, and I'm not ever going to do a video on, like, the way to use it unless somebody fucking asked me to do it. But Please uh, ask us to do things. I haven't used this software in fucking forever, and I'm just having to reteach myself on the fly. But right now, all I'm doing is I'm putting a map down, I'm putting tokens down, uh, and then I need to come up with a few, like, goons, essentially, to throw in there. So that's what I've been doing. Another great example of, like, the differences <laughs> in preparing for the same thing. Yeah. For me, it's finding a map I like. And for me, it's picking what spells I want to use. Yeah, coming up with stat blocks or finding stat blocks and putting them in a combat tracker, which we'll talk when we get yeah. to the combat portion. He's got a lot more to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to use friends as my last cantrip, which is um, for the duration, you have advantage on all charisma checks directed at one creature of your choice that is not hostile towards you. When mm-hmm. the spell ends, the creature realizes that you used magic to influence its mute and becomes hostile to you. 
A creature prone to violence might attack you. Another creature might seek retribution in other ways at the DM's discretion, depending on the nature of how your interaction with it goes. It's funny as fuck. It's such an odd spell. Um, it's it's funny as fuck in its concepts to me that anyone would pick it because it's basically a spell where it's like, yeah, you're gonna get like what you want for a minute in non-combat time, which is not very long. Not at all. Um, unless you're in combat. Like not even kind of. Um, <laughs> and then after it immediately attacks you, or seeks retribution in other ways. So it's like, cool. I'm gonna put a mark on your family. Yeah, basically. Like it's a crazy spell, but I think that makes sense with the ki- with a Robin Hood type character mm-hmm. because you know charm and like suave, and then also charm and suave want to <laughs> hit them. You know, charm and suave is sorry, that's just funny to me. Um, All right. So those are going to be my cantrips. So next, I'm going to move forward, and on my like little class advancement table, it's going to tell me that I know um, four spells total. So that means, even though I have more than four spell slots, I can only know four spells. Four spells? Yeah. Shout out sorcerers. <laughs> they don't be knowing a lot. Uh, they don't know shit, man. But they could be doing <laughs> whatever the fuck they want to they do. They know fucking nothing, dude. Um, sorcerers are like... You gotta get a good couple of levels in for sorcerers to start making them useful. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest though. So like, wizards are nerds. Like they oh, yeah. know wizards shit. Oh yeah, are hundred percent. But they're fucking losers. They gotta ha- they gotta carry books with them. Yeah, nah. and then they also get to know twice as much as you. Sorcerers do. are basically those kids that like when you're in high school and you're auditioning for the play, and they just like stumble into the auditorium and go, "Yeah, sure," and then they get the lead. Yeah, sorcerers. And then are wizards are like the people who have been like studying for it their whole lives. Yeah, they're like, I'm in dance classes three times a week, and I do private voice lessons. And this motherfucker who <laughs> literally just walked up and like has twelve conflicts. You're funny. Gets to play the lead. I that's drawing from my own experiences. Um, but like that's the vibe of like a sorcerer is someone who isn't like trying hard to be able to do the things that they do. It's a little fucking um, obnoxious. It is, and that's why I love them. That's why they're charisma based. <laughs> uh, um, warlocks are kind of the same, though. Yeah, but at sorcerers least warlocks have... are like, I have a reason for my power. No, Sorcerers are like, someone in my family fucked somebody, and now I have powers. It doesn't even have to be that. Like, it can just be. It can just be random. Naturally good at magic, guys. All you losers that had to learn it. Not me, dude. Yeah. Not me. Uh, could never be me. And I love playing sorcerers for yeah. that reason. No, for sure. Um, but anyway, so we're going to look at some of the sorcerer spells. So because I only know four, I'm probably going to choose, um, and I have four first level spells available to me and two second level spells. So I, that means that I'm probably going to pick one second level spell to know and then the rest and then like three first level spells because that makes the most sense. So does it make the most sense to me? It does. Good for you. I don't like when you doubt me. <laughs> Continue. Um, so I'm going to start, for my sake and my sanity, I like to start with my higher level spells. I don't know why, but that is just the way that my brain works. Um, so I already know the second level spells pretty well. And by the way, this is also like, go to Wikidot and just read through and see which spells you like. I'm just walking you through the ones that I'm in particular choosing because I don't want this to be a long episode. And there's no possible way for us to go through every spell. Um, I will say I this was a toss up between two different spells um, and they're both spells that I use a lot of. And one of them was hold person, uh, which I almost chose. 
um, which is you choose a humanoid that you can see within range. The target must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. Paralyzed. At the end of its turns, they can make a wisdom saving throw paralyzed. on a success. The spell ends the target. I've used this spell to kill so many motherfuckers. Yeah, because when you pretty fucking popular spell, dude. When you paralyze a creature, any melee attack within made within five feet of them automatically crits. Mm-hmm. Um, and they automatically fail any like saving throw that they have to do. So they're just going to take max damage on everything. Um, which is why it's great. But I don't think that it makes the most sense for this character to have that. Um, so I'm going to go with another one of my favorites um, for lower level spells. And that is Vortex Warp. Um, it is a second level conjuration spell. Um, you magically twist the space around another creature that you can see within range. Target must succeed on a constitution saving throw. The target can choose to fail, or the target is teleported to an unoccupied space of your choosing that you can see within range, uh, and the range is 90 feet. The chosen space must be on a surface or in a liquid that can support the target without it having to squeeze. This spell is so nice. You can use it to transport your allies in front of someone, so if you have a tank in the party, you can go ahead and just like, have be fun, like, bro. here, I'm going to put you in front of me, yeah. um, or like Enjoy, put slice. you behind the enemy. If you have a rogue in your party, oh you can God, use so that. Oh my God, fucking annoying. Sneak attack dice yeah, and shit, man. You could just... Basically, and it's like as a second level teleportation spell. Yeah, it's wild. That's really, really nice. Like, it's ridiculously nice. And it can lend to some really cool moments because you can use it as a utility spell um, to, like, help and boost your teammates. Mm -hmm. um, or alternatively, you can use it to say, no, actually, fuck you to an enemy that is, like, coming at you. Nah, uh, fuck you. And you're like, nah, you. you're going to go somewhere else. Um, so I'm going to take that one as my second level spell, Toodle and now I'm going to move to my first level spells, of which I'm going to choose three. So once again, um, for my spells, I'm going to mostly choose combat-focused ones, because I'm about to use this character for just a combat encounter. Um, if I was picking these for, like, real life, I probably would take the spell Charm Persons, which is like a better version of the Friends Cantrip. Um, which is you charm a humanoid creature, wisdom saving throw. Um, if it fails, it's charmed by you until the spell ends. Um, and then when the spell ends, the creature knows that it was charmed by you. It doesn't become hostile like friends. No, yeah, friends, um, they immediately get fucking, it's hands on sight. They're like, really? Friends is so I'm not fucking, fucking friends funny. with you. Friends is so goddamn Who even funny. are you? Yeah, it's... Charmed is just like, oh, yeah, we were like buddies for a second, and it definitely wasn't like natural buddies, but yeah. I have the ability to choose whether or not I liked being friends with you. Yeah. Friends goes, um, no, no, we're, we're enemies now. It's on yeah. fucking sight. There's no I, choice in truly, that. Truly, I don't know how Friends is helpful. Uh, it, <laughs> it's certainly... I mean, I guess I could see a fun roleplay thing being like trying to egg somebody into attacking you. Okay. Like in a public yeah. Public setting, and so you cast friends so that like it looks like oh yeah, buddy, buddy, and then, oh shit, they're freaking out. Like I don't know why they're freaking <laughs> out, dude. Self defense, bro. He swung first. No, that's fair. And if you knock him out or kill him quick enough, no one's gonna fucking be able to find out from the guy that was just charmed. I mean, that's true. If it's someone that you're already gonna like mm -hmm. fight anyway, I if guess you just, go ahead and you cast know that you already have them. fucking beef. It's like, all right, dude, let's do this. Yeah, it's friends, motherfucker. <laughs> have fun not hating me. Friends is an interesting spell. Charm person is better in every way. But because I'm just doing this charm for a combat encounter, I'm not gonna way. choose charm yeah. person. But I would normally. 
Uh, the one I am going to take right next to it, though, because Wikidot puts them in alphabetical order, which is so fucking nice, um, is Chaos Bolt. Um, I'm playing a wild magic sorcerer, so this makes perfect sense. Um, Chaos Bolt has a range of 120 feet, which is a lot. Um, you hurl an undulating... What is uh, that? Undulating? Undulating. So, like, like a heart... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You hurl an undulating, warbling mass of chaotic energy at one creature. Make Being a ranged smart. spell attack. Um, when you hit, the target is going to take 2d8 plus 1d6 damage. Choose one of those d8s. The number rolled on that die determines the attack damages type. As shown below, and there's a little chart. Um, and so it can take either acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, poison, psychic, or thunder damage. And you don't get to choose. Which can be a literal roll of the dice if you're fighting something that is immune to a certain type of um, attack. Nice. And if you roll the same number on both D8s, the energy leaps from one target to another creature of your choice within 30 feet of it. Um, And then that can continue happening infinitely if you keep rolling eights. So, ladies and gentlemen, to me that sounds like you should just go out and buy some weighted dice. Ladies and Um, gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, anybody that's really interested. Everyone in between as well. Uh, we're inclusive here. We don't discriminate. Um, yeah, we don't discriminate. Buy loaded dice. That was specifically buy loaded dice. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna take chaos bolt because uh, that's a really that fun one. Uh, what does loaded dice mean? No, I mean like, why are we encouraging them to buy loaded dice? Like because if you reason? keep just getting d8s, you can infinitely do it. No, I guess that's valid. Like, there's not a max, and it says in the description. Is there the is not a match between these two wolves. Um, well, now I know we're fighting wolves. I mean, if you looked at the fucking screen, in I front know, of us, but I was like, th- I was okay. Theater of the mind. They don't know what I can see. Yeah, whatever. You know, I, I, okay. This is mostly real. Like I tried to lie earlier and be like, you should just tell me what we're fighting so I can pick the correct well, spells now, now for it. Now you know. It's straight. I mean, wolves. now I know. Straight wolves. Just straight wolves. Straight wolves. I mean, different kinds of wolves, but like straight wolves. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, not gay wolves. No, straight wolves. The straightest possible. Because I don't want to kill gay wolves. Wow, you telling me that you wouldn't kill a gay wolf out of like principle? No, I'm not homophobic. You would die. <laughs> you would if just fucking wolf, die. If a gay wolf chose to kill me, that's the way I go. You're bold as fuck for that. I make my choices and I stand by them. Fucking clearly. Same way, if a woman comes at me with a knife, guess I'm getting stabbed. That's. I don't subscribe women support to this women. idea, by the way. I don't women support to women. Robert does not support women. That I is what he's saying directly Plenty. right now. I support women a lot, Home Slice. That sounds what like someone you, who doesn't support what women. What are you talking about? What All right. What other spells do I How want? Many, yeah, what other spells do you want? I'm, Keep it going. I know. I've got three more to choose from, and I picked these ahead of time, and then I didn't pick any others because I was like, I can come up with them in the moment. I'm not. I'm not someone who can do that. Yeah, you would think after uh, improving long enough for like almost two okay, years now, you would have but, it down. Okay, first like, of all, I've improved a lot longer than two years. I'm an actor. Hire me if you have any jobs coming up. Improving in um, D and I need work. Um, I need work. There was a TikTok we saw the other day that was uh, talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't let people in haunted houses scare me because I just remember that the that they're theater kids, and the top comment was like, "I went into a haunted house and told people I'm so glad y'all have work." 
and that shit cracked <laughs> me the fuck up, dude. Oh my god, I realize that that's a little fucked up in today's no, economy, it but is, like that was is, so funny. It is for sure fucked up, but also I'm suffering from that. Ah. So I'm saying I'm suffering from that. Like I ever got jobs in the first place, I don't. Um, <laughs> and don't laugh at that. It's uh, a little funny. Anyway, now I'm going to choose mage armor. You should always take mage armor. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but your AC becomes 13 plus your dex. Mage uh, and it lasts for eight hours. Um, so there's no reason that you don't need that. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm going to take that. And then what do I want my... Oh, wait, no. I get, I get one more. You and here's the thing where I say that I always pick the same ones. But uh, this uh-huh. one makes sense. No, but it's I need to pick another combat thing, don't I? Yeah, I would advise it. Fuck it. No, I'm going to be stupid. I'm not going to. Because it can sometimes help in combat. I'm going to do silvery barbs. Um, don't make I that can't face. Wait don't for make you that to hurl don't make that fucking face. At the wolves being like, hurt me less. You have fucking scabies. Yeah, Harry fucks. No, that's vicious mockery. Same goddamn difference. Um, so silvery barbs is a reaction. You do the same which thing. Which you take when a creature within you within sixty feet of you succeeds on an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even have to be an attack against you. You can see, like, maybe one of these wolves is trying to unlock a door, and I could say, actually, no, fuck you, wolf. Right. You can't unlock but that like, door. What do you do? You magically distract the creature uh-huh. and turn its momentary uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. Uh-huh. The triggering creature must re-roll the d20 and use the lower roll. So it doesn't have to be an insult. It could also be like, like I've done this in a campaign before. Um, one of my characters like was in a conversation and the conversation wasn't going well. And I used silvery barbs. And the way that I did that was flashing. Um it it is just a distraction of you some all kind. You can't see me right now, but I was shaking my head. The amount of times that she's been like, if I flash them, will I get away with this thing? And every time the answer is, please don't, from everyone at the table. Everyone's like, you can put those away. You can put them away. Like, it's cool that you have them and all, but like, you don't have to. Listen, when you're the only girl at the table, you're gonna resort. I want another girl at the table so bad. (laughs) Me too. I want another girl at the table to become a regular so fucking I have bad. been trying to make that happen. I love all of my guys, don't get me wrong. I cannot like, keep doing this. I cannot keep doing this. It's stressing me the fuck out, dude. It's stressing me out. The testosterone in the room is just a little fucking too high, man. It's so much. I mean, granted, if we bump up another person, we're going to be at seven players as opposed to six. Yeah, but we'd have a girl. We would have a girl. Kick one of the boys out. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck ever, bro. All right, how much left um, do we have of spell slinging? Uh, this is the last spell, so I'm just gonna say my next the 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 last part of silvery barbs, and then we're good. Which does? Uh, you can then choose a different creature you can see within range, um, and that creature has advantage on their next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw that it makes within the next minute. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So. So. I mean, you could flash two people. This is just theoretically like something that so you could do. I, I know most races do in fact have two tits. So I mean, if you could like aim them cockeyed in either direction, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, but one of them it's distracting, and then the other one it's like, yeah. Boobs. Right. I can do this. Or if you got one in front and one behind, you can flash both ways. So you drop trow and you flash what? at the same time. Oh, okay. I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, like drop your pants. So okay. it's like I ass. thought you meant like a one tit is in front and one oh, tit no, no, is no. on your back. And I was like, I what don't know race of any race like that? Somebody make that. Somebody homebrew that. Um, Please don't. 
Please do. Please do not. I think it's so funny. Don't do that. Um, Silvery barbs, ladies and gentlemen. Silvery barbs. Flashing motherfuckers. Flash people. Flash people. It's funny. Is that all your spells? Yes. All right, Merry Christmas. We're going to go ahead and do combat because we're only 30 minutes in and this should only take 30 minutes. Really? Yeah, we're going to go straight into it on I the same episode. On time. She did stay on time. So. It's hot as balls in here. What we're going to go ahead and do first, uh, we're going to start with the very first thing that's ever going to happen in combat is rolling for initiative. Woo! Um, so um, I also have my uh, gonna pull up character, character sheet sheets. pulled up. I've got yep. it on my phone as well. Um, so have mine on the my app, app that I like to use. Yep. Um, but once again, we'll link it into the in the description if you want to follow. Uh, we should have brought a little anyway. box to roll in. Oh, we can use my box. Oh, like the giant. The lid. Oh, the lid. <laughs> we're using the the top lid of her box. All right, we're gonna That's roll so for Eba. Oh, not bad. I got an eighteen. Not bad. I got a fucking eighteen, baby. Let's go. Um, I have which dice am I gonna use? Oh Jesus! What's my I vibe? don't fucking know, What's dude. What's my vibe? I don't know. Pick. I'm not. I didn't make the character home slice. Jesus. Pick. Calm yourself. Pick. What's wrong with you? Um. This one. I like the green one. Okay. The table talk dice. Yeah, the table talk dice is cool with me. Nat twenty. Natural twenty. Wow, that hurts. Okay. Well, I should not go first in combat. I'm just going to put 30 in here because there's realistically no way. So I use a couple of different things when I'm setting up combat encounters. I guess I do have to be a DM and a player at the same time. Yeah. Um, if you look up Kobold Combat Encounter, uh, you will find um, that that basically gives you like a measurement tool if you're trying to figure out just how complicated or how difficult a combat encounter is for your players. Um, I don't use it the most often. Um, but I use it occasionally just to get like a good read on if a combat encounter is going to be too challenging. Um, sometimes it'll tell you hard and your characters will fucking cakewalk through it. Other times it'll tell you easy and it'll be like a medium to, to hard uh, encounter. So it, a lot of it does come down to knowing uh, the spells and the tactics of your players and like how well they mesh as a group. Um, what kind of enemies are you having them fight? Like if they're all martial characters that don't have any range and you throw them, like, six rangers that all have, like, plus 20 to stealth, you know, they're probably going to have a fucking hard time with that. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, like, just melee on melee, that's probably going to be a lot a more equal. a little bit, equal. but, like, yeah, be nice about it. Yep, just a little. Um, so the other thing that I have open is called Improved Initiative. Um, it's another combat tracker, so you can actually port straight from the Kobold Combat Encounter to Improved Initiative. Um, it's a little difficult to use at first, they have basically a library of every of like a lot of the standard traditional 5e uh, monsters as well as some from like other books. You add them into combat encounter, uh, then you add your players. You can make custom sheets. Um, you can do all sorts of crazy shit on this app. It's I still don't know how to use it, and I've been using it for close to two years. Truly, the, it's fucking endless. Um, you can also have people play it multiple like have multiple people on this app at the same time. So I can have. Like if I'm playing um, across the room or if I just want everybody to be able to see everything a little more real time, I can have them all log into the same app and then start a session and then they can all watch uh, how initiative and combat happens on the little turn order thing. So that's nice. Um, other things that I have pulled up, I've already told you guys about Roll20. It's free for, I mean, you pretty much get the whole app for free. There are some premium assets that come with a subscription and there for a while I considered getting it, but we've now that we've dropped down to... Um, uh, like I a TV setting. To give it's just kind of one of those things money. where I don't really want to spend the money on it. But those are the three things I have pulled up right now. So what Madison and myself as a player are going to see um, is the Roll20 
map. Maybe um, we'll, we'll we can take a screenshot sort of, of this also and link it. Right. Yeah, I guess that's a thing we can do. Sorry, I just don't know how the fuck that works. Also, I guess I already somehow managed to fuck up my little token thing. Anyways. Wait, our little people. I want to see what we look like. Doesn't matter. Um, oh, I could have generated some cute ones. You could have. So I forget what software I use for this, but there's a website. If you basically just look up, like, token PNG maker, you can uh, drop in any screenshot of any picture, and it'll crop it like a little circle and then give <laughs> you the little outline with it. And that's what I used to make um, all of these. Like, these were all different characters in one of the campaigns we were playing, so... Send that um, to me because I would love to use that. Yeah, I'll just have to look it up at some point. But it's it's the first thing that pops up. So anyways, um, we rolled for initiative. Something else that can happen at the beginning of combat is um, surprise. So I'm also looking off of the uh, official player's handbook. So that way I'm not like skipping steps in what is considered traditional combat. It's almost always going to start with initiative, which basically just means that you're going to determine the order in which you go. Uh, that's going to happen for literally everybody, enemies included, and enemies that are not uh, present. So sometimes what will happen is enemies or PCs, NPCs will roll stealth checks and won't be noticed when the combat counter starts, and then we'll basically get a round of surprise. Yeah. Uh, so that's that, the, Surprise is so fucked. So surprise is something I've used like maybe twice. It's, it, it kills people. It's fucking silly. It kills people. Which is so funny because it's on the order of combat, literally looking at Chapter 9 Combat, Wizards of the Coast Player's Handbook. It, the first thing it says is determine whether or not your party is surprised. So everybody has a passive perception, which I'm pretty sure is 10 plus whatever your perception is, right? Yeah. Um, so if I roll for, let's say uh, this combat encounter is going to involve uh, Eva, the Abby character, and then Sparrow, Madison's character, and six, seven, eight wolves. So if I had rolled stealth checks... So many checks, wolves for two bodies. Let's say I rolled four stealth checks for four of the wolves and the other two didn't roll stealth at all. What would then happen is once my players chose to engage, like once they rolled initiative, there would be a round of surprise because they, the, the wolves were never found. And then those four wolves would basically get turn after turn after turn after turn. And um, you can't react. And you can't react. You can't take reactions. You can't, like, nothing. Because uh, basically the idea is that you've been ambushed. Yeah. But there's no surprise here. Um, and like I said, it's normally based off of your do passive perception. To, do we get to role play a little? Why are we Why are we fighting wolves? Where are um, we? Listen, I'm getting there. You gotta give me a fucking. <laughs> you gotta give me a minute. Um, I did. I am using just a, a one shot, um, which I can tell you all what I'm using. I did buy it. I didn't PDF this one, uh, just because you know small creators that kind of deal. So oh, support called... small. Never take anything from a small creator. Yeah. So it's Only called the businesses. Wolves of Welton. It's produced by Winghorn Press. I don't know if that's a person or a group or a company, but it's basically just uh, a second and third level adventure for Dragons Dungeons and Dragons Dragons and Dungeons Fifth Edition. Um, there's a whole one shot in here, but I'm only using the combat encounter just because they have uh, a lot of really good information already on there for me, so I don't have to determine a whole lot of things. Um, flavor background so the setup for this one shot to my knowledge is that it's basically a group of adventurers who are investigating why like sheep are going missing from local farms and it's wolves but these wolves are like oddly intelligent and then and the whole thing is like tracking them and then finding them at their den and that's when the combat encounter starts oh, apparently we're fighting them in their home apparently yeah apparently you can also like negotiate with them they speak broken common i didn't read the whole thing front to back just because i didn't have the time for it but it genuinely looks like an interesting one shot please check it out if you're looking for something fun to run okay um so that's kind of the setup. So we're just here on essentially like Aaron or for hire uh, of a local, like a couple of local farms whose like livestock has gone missing to these seemingly intelligent wolves. Like they mm -hmm. never attack people. They never go out of their way to like harm conscious beings, but they always take like sheep and cows and chickens. 
Um, and for whatever reason, our negotiations have gone south, and combat has um, <laughs> combat has started. We were, like, we're like, hey, maybe don't eat. And they were like, nah, motherfuckers. We're hungry. Who are you? Who are you? I'll be damned if I'm not finna eat. Um, so that's what we're walking into. So now I also right. need to roll initiative for six wolves. Um, I have their pre-generated stat blocks on my lappy top. They all get a plus two to initiative. Me to roll Thank a you for tilting the laptop away from me. Yeah, I'm trying to keep you from seeing things. That's a 14. Yeah, hold that. Oh, my God, it's a 17. That's a 19. What the fuck? Let me write these down real quick before I forget them. So These four... wolves are going to kick <laughs> ass. What the fuck? 14, 17, 19. So one of them already has a 21 in initiative. <laughs> Holy shit. These wolves are crazy. Okay, that's only a... No, that's another 19. I can't read. I'm illiterate. Not actually. Um, sometimes it feels like it, though. I like that you had to clarify that you're not actually illiterate. Like people Sometimes I genuinely, genuinely feel fuck. like I am, dude. Like, it's bad. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to act like sometimes I don't also think that about you. And then I need to come up with two more. Another 16. And Use different <laughs> dice! 15. <laughs> so the it's amount of times <laughs> that this dice has fucked us over. And then it only rolls well for enemies. Anytime wow. he is rolling for allies, it rolls like a three. Yeah, no, true story, actually. It's kind of bad. Hey, this shit sucks. Do you have something you want to send in to make it better? Criticisms, topics you'd like to see discussed, or an advertisement you'd like to run? Maybe you even want to sponsor an episode. If so, shoot us a message at mc460 at evansville.edu or DM us on Instagram at Crescent Magazine. Or we'll never get better like these fucking guys. So let's do that. And then there were two enemies that I forgot to add in on my little combat tracker here. So I'm going to... I'm about to like put the mic up when we roll so you can hear the dice like ASMR. You're funny. Like, here's, here's some dice noises. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. For fun. <laughs> I don't know. For fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Card encounter. So you're still at that. I got a that. Sorry, I'm having to go through and redo all these because stupid fucking app is being complicated. The work of a DM. Yeah, work of a DM. Never fucking ends, dude. Never. Uh, while he's doing that, let's play a game called Guess How Many D20s That I Own. This is when it's you're kind guessing of in your head. Fucking absurd. Robert, you can guess. Oh, I'm allowed to guess? Yeah. I don't um, think you know the actual number. I'm going to go with 10 or 11. 10 or 11. Okay. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And then I have another one at home. Jesus 13. Christ. Ah, well, I was almost there. I started playing D&D two years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you all have noticed. She's a bit of a fucking dice goblin. No! Like, fully a dice goblin. Like, nah. the most dice goblin-y dice goblin I think I've ever met. That is not true. Didn't... Doesn't what? Ben have a giant bag? Yeah, you know, he just bought that bag straight. You have taken the time to, like, handpick multiple sets of dice. My man bought, like, a basically Santa Claus sack of dice and was like, this is all the dice I'll ever need. Okay, well, one of and these And he bought sets, it, like, two years ago. One of these sets did come with... Uh, one, one, by two, the way, three, one. Four, five. One of them had five sets. One. In them. One of them. And you have how many D20s? Thirteen. Uh-huh, so five out of thirteen came together yeah yep it means you bought eight other individual sets of d20s or of dice period i like and i'll be honest 
I said Goblin. That I buy a new pair of dice for every character. Goblin. Two characters of mine currently don't have a set of dice. Straight up motherfucking goblin, dude. All right, uh, it is time to get these things started. So something else you can do instead of doing passive perception is you can do active perception. So you can have them, like if a player thinks it's a little suspicious that they can't see any enemies and maybe they're supposed to be or it feels like they're walking into a trap, you can also say, can I roll a perception check or investigation to see if we're about to get bushed? Um, in which case passed. you can roll your active perception and active perception check against their stealth checks instead of just being passive. Yeah. And they're not trying to sneak up on us, right? No, no, they're all they're all posted. Okay. They ain't scared. There's six of them and two of us. <laughs> they're about that. You've got to do a voice for whenever you're playing as a player, uh, so you can tell the difference. What? Isn't that your favorite thing? I don't know how to do... Abby doesn't have a fucking voice. She's just a woman, like... Okay, well then pitch your voice up a little. Ah, I already have a high-pitched voice, dude. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. Maybe we'll do an episode on how to do voices. Yeah, voices is one thing that I struggle with. Like, once I find I a voice, I can voices. sit in it. But, like, until I find it and actively play around with it, I fucking can't. Yeah, can't I'm going to decide what is, what is, what is physically impossible. Like. Sparrow's going to be Cockney because we're going with Robin Hood vibes. Um, I almost thought about Russian because Abby strikes me as a very white I, person. Yeah, I want to learn how to do a Russian accent. I can't. So I'm bad. not going to attempt it. So. My Russian accent is very bad. I did. French. I need to work on it. I did it. a fucking poor French guy forever ago. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, that the, was interesting. The, the French skeleton. The French skeleton. That I um, remember him. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna go and start this. Um, I played a French paladin like two weeks ago, and she <laughs> kicked so much ass. And she, she did. Would go around and ask like, people if they were a college so man. So it's actually gonna it's gonna be Madison top of the order. She'll go ahead and Sparrow. start doing things. Sorry, Sparrow. It's going to be Sparrow. It can't be order. All right. Um, I'm going to move us back. Immediately, like, a little cool. bit. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to start, and I guess just straight up. No, I'm going to be smart about this. I'm going to cast uh, Mage Armor on myself. Wonderful. So... Um, in combat, you have something called action economy. You have an action, a bonus action, and a reaction. Yes. So um, generally, 99% of the things you're going to want to do are going to be actions. You also get free object interactions. So like, pick up a stick, draw your sword, open the door, close the window. Like, that's usually free. Um, but mage armor is, is that a bonus action? Uh, it's an action. It's an action. So that's going to be like her primary thing she does on her turn, and then she still has a bonus action and a reaction. And I can move as well. And she can, yeah, you can move and break up your actions and bonus actions and all that. So if you have 30 feet of movement, you can move five, action, move another 10, reaction, if somebody hits you, like if you get an attack of opportunity. Yeah. And then bonus action after your last, like, 15 feet. So yeah. you can also break things up. It took me forever to figure that out. So I'm going to mage armor, which is going to take my AC from 12 to 15. Yeah, baby. Um, which isn't nothing. Which isn't um, nothing correct. And that's going to definitely be better. And then I get 30 feet of movement because I have a speed of 30. Yeah, um, which is like how much you can move in seven seconds because mm -hmm. that's how long each um, round in combat canonically takes in D&D. &D. Hell yeah, dude. Um, 
looking at the map, uh, you all can't really see it right now, but like the wolves are legit posted the fuck up outside of the den. Yeah. Uh, and there's also something called attack of opportunity, where if you're like running in a creature's space, mm-hmm. and you then exit their attack radius, then they yeah. get to attack you. So, so if I run forward, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get attacks of opportunity from several wolves. If you run out of their space, running into yeah. their space does not trigger an attack of opportunity. Exiting their space does. So if she runs up and like bonks one of these guys in their face, she enters within five feet of them. That's not going to provoke an attack of opportunity. What will attack and uh, what will provoke one is if she decides to then use her movement on her next turn to try and move um, out of like basically five feet, more than five feet away from that creature. Yeah. Uh, and that also is entirely dependent on what the creature's like attack radius is. So yeah. most of the time it's going to be five feet. There are also like larger creatures that have ten, which means you can move up with you can move up to ten feet away from them and not provoke one because they basically have a longer range. Uh, but that is something you have to be wary of running in the middle of a group of enemies. Is that if they yeah. start surrounding you and you try to dip, you're taking a shit ton of attacks of opportunity, yeah. uh, which I... are all reactions, by the way. Can I like hide, or I guess I can't hide because I don't have bonus action hide. Do but can I stand hide. behind the? Is that a campfire? Yeah, campfire. Yeah, I'll stand behind the campfire. Five ten. She's moved ten feet, standing behind the campfire. Uh, I know that turn seems really boring, but it's gonna help me when I get hit. Yes, it is. And I have an AC of fifteen. So before I do anything else, I'm gonna go to my character sheet or my app. Yep, yep. And I'm going to go where it says that I've got spells, and I'm going to, uh, the app I'm using, I'm just going to click it and say cast first level spell, mm-hmm. um, so I can keep track of how many spells that I've cast, and then on the character sheet, you can also, there's a little spot that says, like, slots expended, and then you put, like, one there. Yep. All right, it is wolf number one's turn. It is going to, let's see here, sometimes it's kind of hard to, as a DM, decide who you're going to hit, um, like, what rhyme or reason there is to it. Generally, the way that I like to play it is the dumber the creature, um, the more just, like, simple they are in combat. So, in this case, a wolf has an intelligence score of 10, which is baseline. So, like, if they know they're in danger, I would They know as much as, like, a 12-year-old. Yeah, if they're in danger, I'm not going to make them run headfirst into death. Like, I'm going to make them smart enough to bail if they feel like they're going to die or if it makes more sense to retreat. Uh, but in this case, it's full health. It's probably hungry, so I'm just gonna have it go to what whatever is like physically. Oh, is it trying to, to eat it. us? I mean, did you think? I don't know. They were eating like sheep and chicken and shit. Yeah. I'm like, well, a now tiefling. we've rolled up on their home and they're gonna defend it. I mean, maybe they'll eat you. Maybe they won't. Okay, I just I didn't know what their goal um, was. Two, so wolves have. Let's see. Can I do many. a perception check to see if the wolf is gonna actively eat me? Yeah, you can do a perception check to see if the wolf has any intentions of eating you. Uh, that was actually not bad. Um, 18. Um, they don't seem like they're hungry. Uh, like they're not, um, they were hungry. Well, like they're not growling and you roll a perception attack. Every wolf looks hungry. Um, (laughs) like looking at them, their bellies look full. They're not emaciated. Their muscles still look very strong. So clearly they've been eating good enough. So like, this isn't a, they've been stealing fucking sheep. They've been stealing fucking sheep. So this isn't like a, I'm attacking because I want food. This is probably like, I'm attacking because you've just rolled up on our home. Okay. So this is like personal. Yeah. This is like, get off my property. Okay. Um, so they have 40 feet of movement, which is what? a lot. So 5, <laughs> yeah, 10, what? 15, 20, 25. So it's going to get right in between Eba and Sparrow, and it is going to make an attack roll against Sparrow. Um, well, you know what? 
Ebo's a lot larger than Sparrow, so if I'm trying to play wolves like threat assessment, I'm gonna yeah, have not them. Going for the scrawny I'm gonna ass. have them go oh, for wait, like no, the seven. Oh wait, no, she's tall. I forgot I made her tall. Right, but as a as like compared no, to the seven built. foot tall Goliath she's, who's she's slender. She's like slim thick. Who's built like a brick house? Like yeah. yeah, we're going for the one that seems to pose more of a threat on the immediate. Um, once Madison slash Sparrow starts throwing attacks, at that point, I would have them switch it up. Yeah. Um, and I, that's just something you'll have to pick up as a DM, just learning how ruthless you want to play your. Uh, your enemies, like I personally have the most fun playing enemies that are genuinely intelligent because it means that I don't have to make stupid fucking decisions. Um, but sometimes the most fun is when you have a group of enemies that are all just stupid and are only there to hit things. Yeah. Like goblins or orcs or fucking bugbears, like, or wolves. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot of fun when you play something like a dragon that has like a really high intelligence score. And so it's like, instead of taking a turn to just fire breath them, you like go and attack the supports for the cave to like have it cave in around them. Yeah, it's also it the most fun, fucked man. up. It, <laughs> that's where like the player versus DM shit starts to like really like set in um, because you realize that you are actively having to play against. I'll say at some person. point we'll probably do it. We'll probably bring in another player and mm-hmm. do like a higher level combat encounter, and y'all yeah. will see how fucking aggressive the player versus DM thing gets yep. so quickly. Especially when like everyone's vested in what's happening because it's yeah. Like, I rolled a natural twenty. I didn't do that, and they're like, "No, you rolled the dice. This is gonna kill a favorite character of ours." And you get to get do that. shit on. Yeah. So and then right. everyone stares at you. I'm gonna roll the hit. Um. Wolf has one attack, which is bite. Uh, it is a melee attack. It has a reach oh, of five my feet. Match my switch. Very cute. It has a plus four to hit, and then it says, a th- uh, well, I'll say this. I'll do it like I would normally do it, so I'm just going to roll to hit Sparrow. What is Sparrow's AC? Uh, 15. Right. I thought you were attacking Eba. Mage. Oh, fuck, I am attacking Eba. Thank you for reminding me. Holy shit, Hold man. your DMs accountable. It also doesn't make a bit of difference, because somehow Eba's AC is fucking 13. Um, and I rolled a... How? I rolled a... An eighteen. So Eva's we're getting, getting fucked either way. Eva's getting fucking yomped. Um, so they have Eva's, a plus four. Yeah, Eva's gonna take. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah, Eva's going to take. Um, so this is when you're gonna look at whatever like attack damage the creatures have. She's gonna take two d four plus two damage. Oh Jesus Christ! I almost rolled the sixes, which is a lot different. Yeah. Um, d four is the smallest dice in the game. So where's my other d four? You can also take, um, pro tip as a DM, you can also just take average if you don't want to do all the math or roll the dice. Like, for more dramatic moments where it's, like, literally the difference in the roll is going to, like, make or break the moment, roll it in front or roll it behind. Either way, it's fun and stressful. But if it's just, like, you're Roll three it behind deep, the screen because you know you, you got another ten, Yeah, you know you got another ten rounds ahead of you. Just start taking fucking average, man. Like, it speeds up the game. Uh, but in this moment, Especially I'm not going to take average just because it's a little more traditional to not. Um, Motherfuck oh. me. I rolled a four and a one, which isn't terrible. So that's going to be five damage, and then they have a plus two on top of that. So Eve is going to take, I can't do math, uh, five plus two, seven damage. Ow, seven damage. Fuck, bro. I was going to be like, the, w- health. the way I'm about to die. Yeah. <laughs> listen, it's the way six, this combat encounter wolves, might like, not go very well <laughs> with the air. And then it says if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 11 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Um, Eve is a strong bitch. Eve is Eva, a strong bitch. Eve, get the fuck up. Eve is a strong bitch, so Eve is going to roll. get the fuck up. Oh, sick. Eva rolled a, um, like a 24. Oh, thank God. I love that. Eva rolled a 24. So Eva is not 
Uh, this is when you can get into fun narrating stuff. Like I was you can say that, like the first, like... like the most, like the the boldest wolf of the pack immediately sprints forward, like seeing Eba and Sparrow as a threat. Sparrow immediately ducks behind the campfire that's sitting in front of the fucking thing. Which why is her campfire sitting in front? Um, and Did like ducks wolf... behind the smoke, Hang so on. the first wolf immediately like can no longer see Sparrow and goes for the largest object in front of it, being Eba. Eba's a tall fucking seven foot Goliath. Fully just like kicks the fucking dog in response. The dog like latches onto her leg and starts really tearing it up, and then just kicks it with the other leg. She's not prone. Um, did the wolves? I'm not gonna do this, that for everything, but did the wolves light this campfire? I need to know that. There is actually some interesting backstory behind a couple of these wolves that do make them relatively intelligent. I don't know. Again, we might have to run this one shot at some point on like an episode, but like, the, yeah, uh, there's a high possibility that at least one of them did. <laughs> Um, okay. Wolf number six. So wolf number six is going to be closest to Sparrow. Fuck wolf number six. Wolf number six is going to roll the hit. That's a natural 20. Oh, my fuck. <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass. Um, Because Madison is level three. Oh, my God. Because Madison is level three, I'm not going to do what we normally do, which is max damage plus regular roll for damage. So what that would look like for most sessions I is have 19 hit points on a natural 20. What that would most what that would look like is it says 2d4 plus two. So I would go, what is the maximum amount of damage that you could do with 2d4 plus two? It's going to be 10, and then I would roll an additional set of damage dice because that's what makes critical hits fun. Is you just get to do an absurd amount of damage. Madison's level three, so I'm just going to say 10 damage and call it there. Cool, I'm at nine hit points. Yeah, I don't know what wolves they thought level three characters could handle, but... um, I mean, are we doing the role where if you do more than half of the hit points in a single... Oh, oh yeah, that's another fun thing you can do in combat. I shouldn't have said that, by the way. This is for you all. If you take more than half of your hit points in, in one hit, there's usually some form of dismemberment that happens or, like, severe injury. Um... Ooh, what what could that look like, dude? I don't even know what that looks like right now. Can I get a, d- a DC 11 strength saving throw, please? <laughs> sure, Robert. <laughs> sure, let me just get my fucking dice. <laughs> Damn. Why don't you just throw in my expensive dice? 15. Yeah, you pass, baby. Um, Yeah, why not? You lose something. What would you like to lose? I don't want to can I lose a finger? Yeah, I was gonna say you can lose a couple of fingers, like a couple, or like yeah, okay, we'll go with we'll go with two fingers. We'll go with two fingers. We'll okay, go like your... I guess I lose my ring and my pinky. That's exactly what I was thinking. You lose your ring and your pinky. So wolf number six, uh, immediately like pack tactics, right? Wolves operate the way I'm thinking about this, this is, is wolves so fucked up. Operate in packs, so like one's taking the other, one's There's taking no the other. There's no healing in this party. Uh, wolf six is immediately gonna dash around the campfire and then immediately lunge at Sparrow, taking off two fingers in the process, but because Sparrow passes her strength saving throw, um, her fingers do not get, like, essentially the benefit here is the fingers coming off keeps you from going prone. That's so cool, Robert. That's so fucking cool. I'm going to plug my laptop in now. Wolf number two is going to go. Homie is going to This is walk. also where as a DM you go, hey, I just took a player's finger off. Maybe the next one doesn't attack them. That's literally what I'm about to do. Calm yourself. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Wolf number two is going to begin circling. Um, give me a perception check, and I'll roll okay. one as well. Okay, I got a I 23. Not, I got a 6. Um, 
Eba's gonna fully gonna notice, like even in the my, midst of combat, that my fingers are gone. I don't see shit. Eba's gonna check immediately that there is one of the wolves, one of the six wolves that they immediately like that they rolled up on, uh, starts essentially circling around the back of them, most likely to come and do some sort of like pincer attack or counterattack to come behind and like uh, like basically force them in a space where they can't run, uh, but is not going to run an attack and is going to let the first wolf um, take care of everything. Yeah, she's looking for an outlet, folks. Oh, there's oh, an outlet outlet behind you. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, on a 23, Eva immediately clocks. She's a tactician. She's incredibly intelligent. She studied military tactics and wolves while animals still follow pack tactics. So Eva immediately picks up on the fact that they're going to try and flank her uh, and get some numbers in there. That's going to be the wolf's move. turn. It is now going to be Eva's turn. What can Eva do? It's really unfortunate because Eva is a ranged, is a ranged attacker. Uh, and fun fact about ranged weapons, you have disadvantage whenever you try to hit something that is within... This combat encounter is going to deal with how to deal with character death in your first combat yeah, encounter. Yeah, there's, like there's a solid chance that, that, that that's what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Plus two to ranged attacks. She can heal herself. Not you, but she can heal herself. She can also reduce damage once. Well, good for her. She can do something called uh, action surge, which allows you to take one extra action between rests, which is really fun. And then she has to priority die for all sorts of fun stuff. So uh, I don't really like doing the whole disadvantage with ranged weapons unless it's like within five feet. So the way that the crossbow works that I have is it's 80 it says 80 slash 320. That means you I have forgot disad- to roll a wild magic surge. Oh, God. That means you have disadvantage on anything under 80 feet, and you have a maximum of 320 feet. The longbow says 150, 600, which means you have disadvantage on anything under 150. I think that shit's fucking silly. How am I supposed to play a ranged character if I can't hit something within 30 feet of me and not have disadvantage? Yeah, I so think I don't do that. The only I also that... think that I, even within five feet, I'm like, you can fucking hit somebody with the, like the so the yeah, handle so that's what of I'm... a pistol whip someone. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say that she's gonna immediately switch to her uh, her light crossbow. So she's gonna take her free action and switch to her light crossbow, like one handed instead of her longbow, uh, which she favors using. And she is going to essentially point this thing like point blank at the wolf that is uh, reeling from being kicked and fire. Without disadvantage, uh, because that's fucking silly. So she has a plus six to hit. Wow, that is not super high. Uh, but I don't think they have very high DCs either. I also just either. realized, looking at my thing, I could have hellish rebuked the fuck out of that wolf, yeah. and I didn't. Yeah, read your character sheets, guys. Like, read them a lot, because uh, you'll forget super quickly about things that are uh, really helpful. And so she rolled, points she rolled a 14, uh, which is going to hit. So part of the fun thing about combat encounters is also figuring out what the ACs of the thing you're fighting are. So we know that it is at maximum 14 because yeah. on a 14 if it's ac is 14 you hit um so now we're gonna roll some damn blitz. so the light crossbow is gonna be 1d8 plus 2 which honestly with as low health as these guys are there is a, a chance that she could kill this thing in one hit um they don't have a lot of health which i think is how the designers of the one shot meant this to be balanced. I also think they meant for there to be four instead of two. So part of that's just on me for not reading the whole thing. I'm missing two fingers. I'm gonna roll a d8. Oh my god, I rolled a one. Oh my god, um, I rolled a one. And I, I guess I, I'm gonna silvery barbs. I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help my girl out. Thank you. What do you, what do you say? Um, I no, I. It's a moment of distraction. So I guess I'm gonna be like, hey, uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was about to be like, I flashed her, but <laughs> honestly. <laughs> what? <laughs> what that's the what fuck? We, no, that's what we were talking about earlier. No, I'm aware. The flashing thing. I'm not going to actually flash her because that doesn't make any sense. But That's I'm, so fucking funny. I'm going to like, I guess, uh, throw my, my, oh wait, no, I don't have my fingers because the wolf ate them. <laughs> I was going to throw my fingers at the wolf. <laughs> um, well, I get, can I fuck. like. Can I can I like pull the tail on the dog and I and it screams loud or the wolf and it like screams loud enough? Sure, sure. You can like reach over and yank the tail. So I rolled an eight on the the second one, which is eleven damage, and that kills the wolf. Shout out yes! to Silvery Barbs. Uh, so Eba making this lightning quick decision to not only clock the wolf to her left, but then immediately pull out. Uh, her hand crossbow and pointed at the wolf in front of her. Almost almost misses. Sparrow missing two fingers is like, not today, motherfucker. Yanks the tail of the wolf, keeping it from dodging out of the way. Uh, And Eba scores this thing straight between the eyes, dealing 11 damage, killing it dead. Um, Eba's then going to, bonus action, heal herself. um, Because I don't like being this low health. Uh, So she can roll 1d10 plus levels. Well, I can't heal other people. No, I... Oh, actually, I, I'm not going to do that, because if I roll maximum, I'm going to roll above my hit points. So Eva's now going to take her one um, action surge and switch to her... Now, this is where I would say uh, make a dexterity check. So I'm going to make myself do a dexterity check to see if she can switch between her crossbow and her longbow quick enough to aim at the wolf, uh, the, wolf the wolf two that's circling around them. So I'll say on, like, a 10 dexterity saving throw or 10, like... Uh, we'll do 10 athletics just because she's, you know, she's, she's buff. Uh, we'll allow her to switch to her other weapon without taking an action. That's an 11 plus, uh, it doesn't matter, I passed anyways. So I'm going to allow Eva to switch to her longbow, which is going to do just a little more damage. So that's so silly. The longbow and the crossbow do exactly the same amount of damage, so I'm going to change that. I'm going to have the longbow do um, 2d6. As this is so not to... fair to watch your DM also play and be like, nah, we're gonna change that. Well now that I'm now that we're knees deep in this combat encounter and I'm realizing how it's just not gonna fucking work for us, yeah. I gotta kinda change it up. So I'm yeah. gonna have the longbow do two D six instead of one D eight. That's also that... a lesson for DMs. If you don't realize immediately up, that you're about to kill your entire Don't commit. Party. You don't need to commit. Committing is not gonna do anything for you unless that's just a fun thing for you and your players to do. You know what I'm saying? And in this moment, I'm trying to show you all, we'll talk you all through how to do this, so that's not very fun for me. So I'm going to roll 2d6, uh, action surge, give myself an extra action per turn, and take a shot at wolf 2. It's not a bad roll. I got a 7 plus. um, So it's going to be 9 damage, which is going to badly wound the wolf, uh, but not enough to kill it, unfortunately. So... Oh, they probably have like 10 or 11 hit points. Yeah, somewhere like that, right? Well, yeah, 11, that's a play, this 11 is a player killed guessing. It, 11 right? killed it. And a 9 didn't, so that means yeah. it's got to be somewhere literally between 10, 10 and 11. 11. Um, so wolf number 2 is badly injured. That is also more than half its hit points in one attack, so I'm going to say take that... Take its legs. Take its, take its paws. I'm going to say that this shot is like it's just off-center. Like, Eba is a trained hunter and military tactician, aims for center of mass to basically hit its heart, and just misses enough that instead of hitting... It's heart. It basically goes through the back half of it and gets stuck in one of its like leg bones, like its femur. That's going to reduce half its movement speed down to twenty until it can Ew. dislodge the arrow. Okay. Um, so it's going to have significantly lower movement speed. I'm going to go ahead and delete this thing off of here, and then Eva's going to back the fuck up because ranged weapons is what we're about, folks. 
Eva's going to take some movement speed. And also, because this wolf is now at 20, I just need to make sure that I'm 20 away from it. And then it can't fucking hit me. 1, 2, 3, 4, so 5, 10, 15, 20. So I just need to move. You don't even need to move. I'm going to move one more out. Well, if it's okay. 5, 10, 15, 20, it'd be within 5 feet. So I'm literally going to move one foot out. Actually, no. I'm going to move over here so that way I can help you in case you need it. So okay. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 30? Yep, 30. So I'm going to move her 30 feet to the right, which is going to put her behind the wolf that's hitting Sparrow and give her a better shot on the wolves over to the right. Um, so it's kind of some tactical repositioning. And now we're going to go to wolf number three. Um, one of the other... Yeah, one of the wolves has died, so wolf number three is actually going to do something. 5, 10, 15, 20... Let's see here. Which... Yeah, I'll say that this wolf... I'm going to roll a perception check on behalf of that wolf to see if it noticed Eba um, poning one of its friends. Uh, it rolled a natural one. It is so confused. <laughs> I'm going to half its movement speed because it's in distress after watching <laughs> one of its like brethren get fucking domed between the eyes. It was his, That was his lover. 5, 10, 15, 20. It's just going to move 20 feet forward, which is almost enough to hit Sparrow, but not enough. Um, <laughs> wolf number four. This wolf game is scary. Four folks. is gonna see here. So five, ten, fifteen, get the twenty, fuck out of here. 30, 35, 40. Um, just adjacent. To, well, can I get close to Evo one, two? So sorry, folks. I'm trying to come up with. Uh, I'm trying to do like feet movement speed. So the wolf is gonna try and get as close as it can to Eva. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Just enough to get close enough to Eva to roll to hit her. Uh, we're going to try and hit Eva's AC again. Natural one. Natural one. Uh, I'm going to say that Hell this yeah. wolf is going to fall prone, which means it's going to have to take at least half its movement speed to stand up. That's a fun thing to do on natural ones, no matter what the roll is, is have something fucked up happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that like this wolf immediately charges Eva, and Eva, like, the second this wolf goes to lunge, um, Eva basically sweeps its front legs out of its other, or at, like out of out from underneath she's it. She's kicking the shit out of these. So wolves. it's like, well, she's all fucking legs, dude. She's not. <laughs> she's so tall that like reaching down with her hands isn't really an option. So she's like fully using her legs to do everything. So she's gonna sweep the legs from out uh, out underneath wolf number four, essentially making it eat straight dirt instead of uh, flesh and bone, and it is going to fall prone. So that means it's gonna have to use half its movement speed to stand up. Um, and is going to have a uh, disadvantage on anything it tries to do from the prone position, and everything else will have advantage trying to hit it. Sucks to fucking suck, wolf four. Get shit on. Get shit on, indeed. All right, wolf number five is going to pop into action. I can't see Sparrow, so I'm going to make the logical decision to go for Eba. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Not enough, but close enough. Um, so that's going to be wolf five's turn. And next is going to be top of the order. So that is officially one round of combat completed. So seven seconds. So seven seconds. Yeah. Uh, I think it's six, actually. Six seconds is one full round of combat. Okay. Which is fucking absurd to think about, by the way. You could oh, be yeah. in an hour-long real-life combat encounter, and it only lasts a total of a minute. Yeah. It's nutty. It's fucking... It makes no sense. Anyways, Madison's going to be up now. Um, All right. Sparrow's got two bitches on her. I'm pissed. Uh, and I thingies. read my character sheet again uh, instead of just the <laughs> fucking spells that I had because I could have done so much more than just cast Mage Armor. Um, so I am going to... Um, 
Well, first, I'm going to roll for a wild magic surge because that's something that wild magic sorcerers do every time they cast a spell. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to do that. Um, so if I roll, and the way that we do wild magic surges is a roll that we stole from uh, Britton Lee Mulligan, which is uh, every time that I don't roll a one on the wild magic surge, mm-hmm. then the number increases. Yep. I rolled a 16, so no a wild magic that, surge. So that means if she hits a three or below, she'll have a wild magic Which surge. Which I'm probably going to fake a wild magic surge during this, yeah. so y'all can see it. That's funny. Um, and then I'm going to, uh, now missing two fucking fingers and a little upset, I'm going to cast uh, Chaos Bolt at the wolf that took my Honestly, if she fingers. were a martial character, this is where I was at the end, would be like, you have advantage or a disadvantage because you're missing two fingers and that's yeah. like a really important part of holding a melee weapon. But, but I mean, I'm spell casting, you're baby. casting a spell. So like, I'm not, there's no reason to give you disadvantage for that. As long as you yeah. got an arcane focus, like you're, you're Gucci, you're chill. So I am going to, actually, no, I, she oh. just got oh. like KO'd. I'm going to spend, um, sorcery points, which is oh. another thing that sorcery wild points. magic sorcerers can do. Yeah. And I'm going to do twin spell. So I'm going to take this single target non-self spell, um, and it costs one sorcery point per level. So this is a uh, first level spell. Yep. So I'm going to do two sorcery points out of my three sorcery points that I have, and I'm going twin to spell it. hit um, both of these wolves that are next to me. Twin spell is so sick. It's also so broken. Um, one oh, is a nat natural 20. 20, and the other one definitely um, hits. And the other one's a 15 plus 7. Yep, yep, they both hit. So, so both hit. So I'm going to do the neither one of them crit had, first. Yeah, neither one of them had been hit, um, so it really doesn't matter which one you choose. This is where, like, you would go, okay, which one of them looks more hurt? Uh, That's the one that you would crit on. Do perception check. Yeah, you would, you're going to want to crit on the one that has probably the not the most damage taken. Like, it just depends on how fucked up they are. If there's a chance to kill something, take it. If there's not, hit the thing that has the most health. Uh, the one that I crit, if it's just taking max damage, is going to take 22. We'll do max plus roll. Max plus roll. Yeah, I'll be kind in that way, because y- there's a solid chance you would have died on the first okay. hit. So well, I mean, it's already going to die. Oh, yeah, it's already dead. 22? Yeah, that's, yeah, you don't even have that's to... before I add the regular roll. So this is where it gets fun. How do you want to do it? Um, I'm going to just go ahead and roll for flavor purposes here to see what type of the... damage it's going to do. You want to you wanna make that the one that took your fingers? Yeah. That makes more sense, right? <laughs> So, pro tip is a, is a DM. Whenever a player does something cool, let them describe it or encourage them to role play it. Um, it's going to do cold damage. So, it is just going to be, um, which is kind of funny because I'm a, a tiefling. Mm-hmm. So, it should be fire. But yeah. It's not. Um, so, she's going to be kind of like sh- fucking pissed. And it's mm-hmm. like, not a scream of pain. It's like, motherfucker. It's mm-hmm. like stubbing a toe kind of yelling. Yeah. And is immediately, uh, both hands is going to like, throw down towards both of these wolves and with one hand just straight up i think like brains like, like, like hit, no physically hits the wolf like oh. a punch and then the wolf just turns into a fucking block of ice oh sick yeah, um yeah, like a and so that's that one and then the other one i'm gonna roll is gonna be 2d8 now she's gonna roll regular damage for this one so wolf number six is dead two fingers in its belly no more um and i'm gonna go ahead and say out loud that the um the, the multicolored one here is going to determine the damage type for this other one. Um, so. Damn, that sucks. Wow. Is it 2d8 plus a d6? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I rolled a one on both of them. Um, so it's going to take acid damage. It's going to be um, like four so it's damage? Be six, seven, eight. Eight damage. Eight acid damage. That that hurts. Um, so the other one's not dead. <laughs> That hurts. Great. Um, it's pretty I'm fucking close, but so it's fucked. 
again, you did have you did more than half of its hit points in one attack, so we'll say that like on that can other. I, fit, I wanna, you can I want to damage its jaw. Yeah, uh, you can fully. I'll let you do that. You take like a swipe at its jaw, and it manages to like pull back just enough to keep you from going straight through its skull, and instead you take off its lower jaw. So now it's just like this acidy, bloody mess where it's only like the top half of a jaw and then nothing below it. Gross. Um, which I will say will reduce how much damage it does on a bite. And then I, this is also, I'm going to roll, um, because I used a sorcery point to do another spell, I would say that that's two wild magic surge rolls. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Um, so that's going to be, roll again. That was a nat 20. Um, and another two nat, nat 20s. Jesus. So we're up to five. So now she rolls a five or two lower. Two nat 20s in a row. Two net twenties in a roll. Yeah, that's a bit intense. Um, uh, and then I'm just gonna talk through because one, I did a lot right there for sorcerers. How much I spent in terms of like action economy for people. Oh, and dead. I also still have movement. Wolf six is dead. Um, yep, and no attacks of opportunity because you killed the only thing within five feet of you. Yeah. So I I cast two first level spells. Mm-hmm. No, because twins doesn't make it cast another spell. So you slot. used one spell slot and so sorcery one points spell to slot cast the same two, spell twice. And two sorcery points. Um, so I have one first level spell left. One first level spell slot left and then two uh, second level spell slots left. And then I'm going, I've got movement. Um, am I within, I'm in with that wolf's. No, ten feet. Okay. Uh, fun okay. fact about squares and grids in, in fifth edition, this is infuriating. They're ten feet. Uh, something diagonal to you is not five feet. It is ten feet. It's so interesting. That's very silly. Um, I'm going to go five, ten. Five, ten. Fifteen, twenty. Fifteen, twenty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Thirty. Thirty. Um, so I'm going to describe where I am. I am and now we've in cornered front the wolves. Eba, uh... I guess like Aniba has two wolves in two front of wolves her. Wolves in between, so I can help her there. But I'm also not going Five, to get ten, fucking twenty um, KO'd by a wolf. Yep, hopefully. Uh, wolf two is going to take its turn, but because it has half its movement speed after taking an arrow to the femur, it is only going to be able to move twenty feet towards Eba and Sparrow. It is now Eba's motherfucking turn, and all I got is hands, baby. Get it together, Eba. Yeah, you telling me. Um, that's the one that took a lot of damage. These two have not been hit yet, or has one of them, have one of them been hit? No, this one's prone. Right, that, this the this one one's, over there is missing a jaw. This one's prone. This one's missing a jaw, and this one has got the arrow the to the little, femur. What the the little rings on them that show condition? Oh, I guess I can do that. Um, I can keep track of them. Slow. Yeah. So on roll twenty, you can add little conditions to them. I don't really have one for this guy. I'll do that, I guess. And then oh, this. Oh, he's sad. The little broken heart guy I is. I can't see. It might not be that. Pirone. Wonderful. So uh, it makes most sense at this point for Eva to do one of two things: either retreat because she will not take an attack of opportunity to put more distance between her and the wolves, um, or just go ahead and hit the wolf. It doesn't really matter um, because it's a range thing. Eva's going to take part of her movement speed and retreat, not super far, just far enough that she can kind of see all of the wolves and still hit the one that's prone. She'll get disadvantage on that. Uh, or she'll get advantage on that. Sorry, that's kind of a stupid thing to say. So Eva's going to roll with her um, longbow that she still has out. I'm not going to have her put it up uh, just because I don't really want to. Uh, okay, that's going to hit. That's going to be a uh, 6 plus 12. It's going to be an 18. Now we roll some damage. It's going to be 2d6 plus 2. Do you need a d6? No, I got plenty. Um... 
Oh my god, another fucking one and a four. The same damage I got last time. I'm not using silvery barbs again. That's so fucking annoying. I got the Wait, exact okay. same roll I got How last much time. Is, is this wolf already hurt? Five, six, seven. No, this one hasn't taken any damage. This one's just prone because it missed. Um, so that's going to be six damage? Seven damage? Seven damage. Um, so it is not dead, but it is badly injured. Um, technically, that is more than half its hit points, but not by a lot, so I'm not really going to give it any particular kind of disadvantage. It's already fucking prone. What was half its hit points? Or I guess I should roll again to see if I get a natural 20. A nat one. A natural one. Thank God for advantage. Yeah. Um, how much were What? What did you say? How much damage did it do? So, uh, it took seven damage. Okay, and that was half a tip point, so I'm going to remember that. Yeah, baby. Half a tip points. Well, le- Wait, what? more than half a tip more points. More than half a tip points. Okay, uh-huh. I was like, that doesn't make any Get sense. Get it together, Madison. I, I, y'all want to know how many together. times I've failed a math class? Because nah. it's a number that is more than one. That's funny as fuck. All right, um, that's going to be Eve's turn. Not doing a whole lot because we're level three. It's going to be Wolf Numero Trace, 5, 10, 15, 20. This thing is immediately going to run itself, or run directly to, oh, that's not 3, I can't fucking count. This is 3, 5, 10, 25. Is twin spelling only one? Yeah, because it's a first level. Uh, This wolf is going to go to Sparrow, this is the one missing half its jaw, so it's going to do reduced damage. Um, plus four, 15, 15, or are you at 16? I have 15. 15 is exactly enough to hit. So we're going to roll one damage dice instead of two, because half its damage. I roll the two. God, I'm still up. I'm going to hellish rebuke. Four damage. Four damage? Four damage and a strength saving throw. Okay. Um, uh, that'll do it. Yeah. What was that, a 15? Yep. Um, and then I'm going to use hellish rebuke. Uh, because that is one of my features that I get as a reaction, um, as a tiefling. Um, I'm gonna pull that up really fast because I didn't only have it in my spell list. You only have one reaction, by the way. Like regardless of of <laughs> how many things hit you. So some some players have attacks of opportunity. That's reaction. Some people have spells like Kalish Rebuke. That's reaction. So let's say three enemies attack you in succession. The first one misses. The second one is only one off, or is only one above your AC. So you reaction shield. And that means it can't hit you. The third one rolls like, I don't know, a 19 and 18 and does hit you. You cannot use another reaction to shield again. You only have one reaction. Yeah. And you won't get it back until the start of your next turn. Yeah. So, so choose wisely. I'm going to do Hellish Rebuke. Um, you point your finger and the creature that damaged you is momentary surrounded by Hellish Flames. Um, the creature must make a deck saving throw. It takes 2d10 fire damage. Um, uh, it passes. So it's going to take half damage. So I'm going to roll 2d10. Um, that's going to be... 15, um, because that was a 10 and a 5, mm. so half of 15 is... Do 7, round down. 7, uh, so it's going to take 7 damage. 7 damage is enough to kill it. That motherfucker got lit on fire after losing half a jaw. Damn. See, Don't you were all worried about it. I, well, I'm at 5 hit points still, so Speaking if I get hit again... 5 hit points, baby. Wolf number 4 is going to spend its turn no! getting the fuck up. <laughs> No! <laughs> the wolf number four is going to get up, spend half its movement speed, and it does not have enough to reach Eva, which means it's going to use the rest of it no! to go to Sparrow instead, who just fucking melted... Oh, wild magic surge. Who wild just magic melted surge. melted one please, of her brothers. Please, please, fucking wild magic surge. Nope. No! We're up to six. Um, wolf number four is going to take a swing at Sparrow, which might be enough to down Sparrow. We'll have to see. 
Um, no, I got a fucking two. It misses. Yes! It misses. Hanging on by a thread, man. Hanging on by I a thread. I spit on the wolf. Um, Jesus Christ. I spit on the wolf is such an intense fucking statement. Um, now we're gonna have some new, some new enemies join the fray. What? Yeah, baby, you didn't think it was that easy, did you? I, for the episode, I thought it would be. Nah. Honestly, Robert. All right, um, give me a perception. Is that a fucking... Give me a perception check, please. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. 17. Um, you managed to hear before you see. So the cave behind both you and Eva is like completely pitch black. You can't see anything on the inside. I know the map we're looking at would make Dark you vision. think otherwise. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, there's no light inside is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, and you hear it before you see it, this massive hulking, uh, what looks like a cross between a bear and a wolf, a werebear, uh, is going to sprint full charge out of the front of the cave and beeline straight for Sparrow. Not enough movement speed to make it to Sparrow, uh, but this thing looks absolutely fucking pissed uh, as it runs out to watch three of its, uh, basically, children all dead on the ground around it. This is where you as a player get to have some fun moments where you go, I spent so many spell slots because I thought this was just going to be wolves. So I wasn't like, yeah, I don't need to pace myself. And so um, just keep so, that in mind as a player. As a perception uh, Player check, to player tip. This uh, werebear looking thing has a red hot streak of hair that runs down basically the front of its snout all the way its back and almost like a mohawk looking deal. Um, and it is going to open its large jaws and flame breath directly in front of Sparrow. I'm going to need a dexterity saving throw, please. I'm assuming that's a pass. How uh, would you get? 18. Yeah, 18 passes. Um, this werebear-looking thing also apparently has some sort of fire breath as it unleashes a torrent of fire from its jaws. I'm resistant to fire damage. So she's going to take half of half. Um, so the way that this spell works is that each creature in that area must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, taking 2d8 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. So because she is resistant to fire damage and she passed the saving throw, I'm she's about going to, to go take, the fuck down. She's going to take half of half. Um, I mean, probably not. You're taking half of half, Madison. I have five. Uh-huh. Half of half. It doesn't even do that much damage to begin with. There's no plus to this. This is just, I could roll two ones, and you take one. Like, <laughs> okay. you'll be okay. You'll survive. Madison gets stressed the fuck out in combat. I get so stressed. I'm not built for combat. I am, a person, I am built oh, for role-playing and shopping episodes with your friends. Um, so that's going to be nine. So half of nine is, we'll four. round, you know, four. Half of four is... Two. So you're going to take two fire damage. Um, this fire hits your naturally fire-resistant tiefling skin and manages to burn off some of the garb you have wrapped around it for armor, and it is pissed. My cape. Baby. Your cape. Not the cape. My cute little capelet. Maybe I'll put character art. Maybe I'll... I've been fucking around with... I'll be honest. Don't get me wrong. We're going to do a whole episode about AI because uh, I've got very, very, very strong yeah. opinions on AI as a uh, actor and a person who creates content and work. But I've been fucking around with this one AI Wolf and I've gotten five. pretty good at making like character art on it. Wolf number five is going to make a wisdom saving throw to determine which um, player it wants to go for. It makes the most sense to go for Sparrow to try and take out one of its combatants. Uh, I'm going to say on a 10 or below, it's going to go for Eva. On an 11 or higher, it's going to follow the role of the like alpha creature in this combat encounter. 
uh, which is the flame-streaked werebear, uh, and it is going to follow its lead. So does it have any pluses to wisdom? No, I don't think it does. Why would it? Oh, it has a plus one. Okay, so we're going to roll... Eat shit. Uh, yes! It did eat shit. It rolled a fucking natural one, so it's going to go for Eva. I'm not really going to give it anything particularly bad on this one, um, just because it was like to determine who it's going to hit. One, two, three, four. That's exact. That's 20, and it's going to go for Eva. Sounds an awful lot like Eva from Wally. Oh. Eva. I don't know what the fuck I just did. Uh, Wally's such a good movie. 18. Definitely going to hit Eva. So that's going to be another 2d4. Doop, do, do, do. What are we on for Wild Magic Surge? I'm writing down. We're at 6. 6. So that's going to be 3 damage plus 2. So 5 damage to Eva. Eva's going to take that shit because she's a motherfucking beast. Truly a giant person. Um, five damage ain't shit, motherfucker. Try again, you slimy bitch. All right. Um, who is next? Madison. We are on round three. Fuck. Madison is um, She is stuck between a rock and a werebear. Yeah. So... <laughs> This is so fun. I did not pace myself in the slightest for this. Um, I mean, I have some second level spells, but like, yeah. I took Vortex Warp. So I guess I could like... Vortex Warp the fuck out. Yeah, but where? I'm not going to leave my teammate. I mean, to Eba. Yeah, I don't think that's going to help us. I can't do shit. Well, at this point, what I would suggest doing I'll as the person who wants target. to see you survive is um, try and escape the thing that has 50 yeah. feet of movement and no, flame breath. No, for sure. Yeah, so um, just like jet, you know? Yeah, I guess I'm going to vortex warp myself, um, which How many I'm feet? pretty sure it's a range of 90 feet. Um, I'm going to click on Vortex Warp really quick so I can double check and make sure that this is correct. Because um, it says uh, it on another creature you can see within range. I would like to argue, do I think that Sparrow is a pretty vain person or she cares enough about her appearance? On I think she would have range. I think she would have a mirror. And if I can pull out a Maybe mirror and ass. look into the mirror and see myself, can I make that argument? This is another this thing is that you can stretch. do as a player. Dear uh, God, is, is this a stretch? stretch? Yes. She, yeah, she has a mirror and is going to cast it on herself in the mirror, which we're not even going to get into the implications of using magic on a mirror and having that, like, bounce off. That didn't fucking make any sense. In theory, the mirror should just get teleported. Okay, you can say no. Um, I am going to say no, actually. Okay. I'm going to say no. Well, I tried. You did try. So, you know, that's something. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to go through plan B. This is, this is how I play as a player, by the way, is a lot of bullshit ass. Constant negotiation. But sometimes it's a yes. Sometimes um, it's a yes. There's this one clip of Brennan talking about the seven where he was like, sometimes you just got to be like, hey, no. Yeah. No, you can't do that. No, thanks. Um. I'm a pass. But I'm going to damn well try. Ooh, this is going to be our longest episode. We're at an hour and 30. Oh, God. Uh, well, I mean, it's a combat encounter. It is a combat encounter. They're always fucking long, dude. Um... My fiance is currently uh, half asleep on the floor and just said that we're not allowed to watch a horror movie now that we've we've gone to an hour and 30. That's so mean. Anyways, let's continue so we can um, wrap this up. Okay. I hope we can hear you. Um, you already have my jacket. I don't know. Where are the other ones at? Uh, yeah, I don't know where it's at, so the answer is no. 
I'm going to, um, I guess. She's perpetually cold, by the way. That's not me just being a dick. I guess I'm just fucking hightailing. Uh, and dash. Do I have to? Let's see how many feet away you can get. How many? What's your movement speed? Thirty. And you're gonna take an attack of opportunity from Wolf Number Four, which could very well kill you. It's going to. There's no way it can't. Um, I mean, if it are you at four? I'm at three. Oh yeah. So we have a new. Op- I we have to stand and fight. Or you could vortex warp the wolf, and then run. Yeah, but I was gonna do something else on my turn. Because that's a vortex warp is a second level spell, and I don't have that many left. No, that's so valid. Um, you just try to fucking hit it then. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think this does one's it lost. Look hurt? I don't think this one's lost any hit points. <laughs> Fuck. I don't. Yeah, these these wolf number four and wolf number five. I don't think have been hit. Um, that's so cool. That's or no, no, wolf so four was great. hit. Yeah, no, wolf four has lost about half its hit points. Okay. There's a solid There's chance a you chance. kill it. Um, I would have to do really well on this, but I'm going to then, knowing that I don't have a lot of uh, spell slots left, I'm going to use a cantrip. Uh, and I'm going to do... Dun, da, da, da. Which one am I going to do? I guess Shocking Grasp is going to do the most. Sick. So I'm going to do a attack roll. Nat 20. Yeah, that does it. Um, so you don't even have to tell me what the damage yeah. is. It's going to be a D8 plus. Well, you killed like three of these things. Um, Look at you. So, Taze the shit out of that wolf. Yeah, I'm just going to grab it and it just fucking... Yep, and just let it, loose. It's just finger tasers, just basically. That's loose. the way we do it. 100%. Uh, and then I'm going to roll a... I know I don't technically roll a wild magic surge for cantrips, but for the purpose of me trying to roll a wild magic surge in this to show people, can I roll a wild magic... Yeah, I guess. I mean, I haven't been getting it. Still not going to yeah, get it. Still no. We're at seven. God damn. How many uh, feet of movement do you have? Uh, 30. Okay, I'm assuming you just want to get as far away from this thing as possible. Yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Also, this is a size too small. What the fuck, It's Robert? a bear, Madison. Did you think it was going to be medium? I hoped. That insinuates that a bear is roughly the same size as a person. May- uh, Shaq's big. He's a person. Yeah, Shaq is also like the same size as Ebo, and the bear is bigger than Ebo, so... Anyways. Well, don't call me stupid for not knowing the size of a bear. That's going to be her turn. Actually, Fat Bear Week just happened. Shout out to Nat Geo. That shit's fun as fuck to watch. I have never, I have not heard of that. You don't know anything of Fat Bear Week? No. Dude, it's so fucking fun. It's so fun. Shout out to Otis. Uh, <laughs> fat Bear winner in fucking three years. Not in a row, but like three separate years. Man's old as fuck, hibernates for hella long, and comes out chunky as fuck. Good for him. I'm an animal guy, if y'all can't tell. All right. Um, it's now going to be... I'm not. I, I mean, I. Wolf one. I talk and act dead. like I'm a good player on Wolf six, the podcast. Who is dead. And this is just me in real Wolf life. Wolf two. Though, I'm not. Who is not dead? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Wolf two is fucking struggling to catch up to anybody. Uh, it is now going to be Eba. The one that we fucked uh, his legs. Yeah, that's the one that I hit like three fucking rounds ago, and it's just been limping its way towards us the good. whole time. Limp more. Wow, not limp more. Get fucked. Jesus Christ. Get fucked. <laughs> excuse me. Um, You're not excused. So here's a question. Do I try to roll, like, see if I roll max damage and kill the wolf in front of me? Or do I take the pretty much guaranteed kill and hit wolf too? Ooh. Or do I try and hit the werebear with the fucking mohawk and hope we can start taking down its health? I mean, I would take care of these fucking wolves because once again, if I get hit by anything, so do we? I'm down. Do I go for like pretty much a guaranteed kill, or do I do I try and hit the one that 
his most of its health. Actually, all of its health. Uh, what do we think? I would... See, this is a really good question. Um, roll a wisdom saving throw on even... So, I'm going to say on a... So that's like, what, a, an 18 and 19? What is the smartest possible decision for Eva to make here? Eva is at 23 hit points. She has an, a, a reaction to half the half any attack, um, and she can also bonus action heal herself. So Eva's not really in a bad position, so she's going to go ahead and hit... Uh, she's going to take the guaranteed kill and hit Wolf 2 and just hope that does it, because uh, realistically she can take another couple of hits from... Um, Eva's fucking chilling. Sparrow is fucked. Yep. Um, I'm going to go ahead and add one of my superiority die to this. So I have four of them. I can spend their D8s. Uh, I can add them to a number of different things. I'm going to add this D8 in particular to this roll to hit. Um, shout out to Eva. I don't even fucking need that. I got a 17 plus 8. Cool. Um, now we're going to roll some damage. We still have our longbow out. We're not going to switch that up anytime soon. We're going to do 2D6. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Singing Indiana Jones. Are we gonna get copyright? Uh, that, I hope not. Uh, three plus two is five. Plus three is eight. Eight is enough damage to kill it. Um, wolf number two goes down with another shot between the eyes. Um, Eva's now going to go ahead and take her turn and risk a attack of opportunity and use some of her movement speed. So this wolf is gonna take its reaction and take a swipe at Eva. It is not gonna hit. Um, fucking somehow, dude. It fucked. Five, ten. 15, or actually, here's what we're going to do. Eva's a tactician. She's an incredibly intelligent person. So I'm going to say that Eva's going to run left while Sparrow runs right to try and get this werebear to, like, have to make a decision on who to hit. Because since we've seen it has fire breath, if we get stuck in the same area, there's a chance that we both take a lot of damage at the same time. Yeah. Um, and Eva has enough range and Sparrow has enough range that, like, we can just keep tag teaming this thing from afar. So yeah. Eva's going to go ahead and take her movement. So 5, 10, 15... 20, the wolf, uh, we already did the, the thing, 25, 30. So this puts Eva pretty close to the werebarrel, things considered, but like, you know. But like, what's it going to do? Tactician, baby, and then she's going to bonus action heal herself with a D10 plus 3. Uh, oh, shit, that's a 9. Let's go. So we're going to heal ourselves 12, ladies and gentlemen. Such an interesting mix for a two-party like that brings her up to full combat to have Sick. a fighter and a sorcerer is an interesting choice. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hit and run. Um, wolf number three is dead. The only one left on the board is five. It is now the wear bear with the flaming mohawk's turn. Uh, this thing is actually pretty intelligent. So it is. What's its movement speed? Five. So five. Ten. Let's see here. Jesus Christ, I can't count. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Mm. What do we think the more intelligent decision is? This is where it gets difficult because, like, I know this is an intelligent creature that should yeah. make the smartest decision. Do I go for the what's basically a guaranteed kill and remove one of the players for combat? Or do I beeline it straight for the character that is actively killing the majority of these things and taking no damage while doing it? I would go for the 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 person that's sitting pretty. No, that's so valid. Um, especially because this thing knows it can do a lot of damage. So it's going to try and take Eva out pretty quick. It doesn't even have to use like a third of its movement speed to get to Eva. Um, and it is going to start fucking hitting people, dude. All right, what's it got? Let's see here. So first I'm going to roll a d6 to see if its flame breath recharges. It does not. And then I'm going to roll to hit. It's got a plus five to hit. 
It's a fucking natural 20. Wow, I guess it made the right decision. Um, so it is going to oh do 1d6 plus 3. So maximum first. So that's going to be 9 damage off the top. And then it's going to roll another d6 to try and take another swipe out of Eba. Oh my fuck, a 6. Uh, so another 9 damage. So it did maximum damage twice. So this thing, Eba has taken 18 points of piercing damage, which is more than half her max. Or which is le more than, yeah, more than half her max. Um, so we're going to say that because Eva has been holding her longbow in front of her this whole time uh, in an attempt to, like, throw up her hands, uh, this thing is going to go straight through her longbow and, and longbow and snap it. So she's down a weapon, um, down her, her highest damage weapon, in fact. Um, and then it's going to put Eva at a severe disadvantage on top of the 18 piercing damage this thing did. It also needs, uh, Eva needs to pass a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Uh, Eva does not pass, I don't think. Nope, Eva doesn't pass. And she is going to be knocked prone as well, um, which means anything that hits her is going to have advantage. <laughs> Yikes. Now it's going to take the rest of its movement speed. Oh, it doesn't need to. And go to Sparrow. That's so fucking fun. Okay. Um, and then we are going to go ahead and pass turn. Where's combat tracker? There it is. To Wolf Numero 5. Wolf 5 is going to try and make the easy decision here. 5, 10, 15, 20 and try and kill Eba while she's down. So this thing is going to have advantage. I haven't done any damage to this one yet. Um, oh, fuck. I forgot to do a thing. Eba's going to take her reaction and actually half that 18 damage, uh, which Hell she can yeah. only do once per long rest. Bad bitch! Um, so I'm going to roll a d12 and then add my constitution modifier to this and subtract that much damage from uh, the werebear's attack. Fucking good for her. Oh, fuck me. It's a 2 plus, like, 4, I think. I, I, I don't have enough to use silver Yeah, carbs. four, so only four damage. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, so I'm going to give her back four points of health. I would have done it anyways. So um, the wolf misses. I'm pretty sure. No, wolf hit a nine. It has a plus four to hit. That's exactly enough to hit Eva, unfortunately. God damn it. Um, so we are going to roll 2d4 again. Oh, I guess I should roll again to see if it gets a natural 20. It doesn't. Why, why don't I just leave my dice out. I'm so stupid. I keep putting my dice back in my little box well, instead of just out so we can use it to prop this up. Out. Um, 2d4. God, fuck. Uh, it's going to be 6 plus 2, another 8 damage to Eva. Um, she is down to 9 hit points. Sick. Cool beans. Funsies. This Next. is not... You, you're up. Vortex okay. the piss out of I'm going to... Um, I'm going to spend uh, my last. What you could do. My last. You could drop it in the fire. I was. I'm about to use my last couple sorcery points. I. There's that theory, or vortex warp has a range of 90 feet. Mm -hmm. I can put this bitch 90 feet the fuck away from us. <laughs> yeah, that's so totally fair. Um, and then I'm about to like dump all of my last remaining sorcery points and spell slots into what I'm about to do. Do it. Um. Get so I am going to use quicken spell mm -hmm. um and i'm going to um so that's going to take a spell that has the casting time of an action spend two sorcery points Turn to change a, bonus it into a bonus action i have exactly two sorcery points i'm going to spend both of those wow um what's she gonna do and i'm going to vortex warp and i'm going to use this as my bonus action first mm -hmm. um bonus i'm going to vortex warp it uh yeah and i'm going to put that bitch 90 feet away just Somewhere 90 feet away. 5, 10, However, 15, 20, 25, 30, a fun 35, little thing 40, about 45, the spell 
50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75. Jesus Christ, 85. God, fuck it is far away. Get the fuck away from me. Holy shit. Um, and then... I just got launched. Basically, so, this vortex where it was just like a small black hole appears and then just sucks yeah. them into it and then uh, spits them out somewhere yeah. else. And then I'm going to use my last second level spell slot and I'm going to upcast my fun little spell, Chaos Bolt. Ooh. Chaos Bolt has a range Ooh. of 120 feet, so it is well within my range. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that checks. So because I'm upcasting it, it's going to take an extra D6 um, of the type of uh, damage rolled for each slot level above first. So mm-hmm. it's going to do... Um, 2d8 plus 2d6 damage. So I'm going to go ahead and pull those out, the dice for that out, and then I'm going to choose um, the, the little multicolored dice to roll the type of damage, and I'm just going to hope that it's not resistant to whatever. I mean, they're wolves. They're not resistant to... Or, no, the, the werebear. Oh, fuck yeah. The werebear does have different stats. Thanks for reminding me. I need to have that pulled up. Does it have any resistance? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I rolled a six, a five, a four, and a two. And then um, that cold damage, it's going to do cold damage. Um, so the six plus five is 11, plus four is 15, 16, 17 damage. Um, to Ooh, damn. Damn. To the werebear. 17? Yeah. Um, and then, him. I guess, should I stay where I am? I would. Or should I run into the cave? Yeah, but the cave is going to put you so much closer to that thing. Yeah, no, that's true. I think I'm just going to stay... Mm-hmm. I would. ...where the fuck I am. And that is taking me down. I've used both of my second-level spell slots, and I'm going to roll two more wild magic surges. Pretty much down to fucking Eva at, at this point. seven. She's running on zero. I, if I do not fucking also, surge, something I'm going to find been my doing, worst dice. Something I haven't been doing is keeping track of um, ammo... With ranged weapons, generally I don't do that unless it just runs super long. Hey, wild it's wild magic surge. And then I'm going to roll again just to see if I'm that one. Yeah, baby. So, so that's going to be... Here's the table. I made oh, a custom those. table for my last character. I'm going to use my wild magic dice. Oh, right. I got wild magic dice. I got dice specifically for wild magic dice Specifically for this. Um, bro, fuck off. You offer me your dice every time I so much as look at mine, and I offer you mine, and you're going, no, I have my own dice. No, I appreciate it. I just, I bought dice nah, double standing for this purpose. Bro, are you going to root around any longer? Well, I was trying to fucking find them, um, and I can't, and now I'm a little upset. Bro, just roll some dice. I'm trying to get the fuck out it. of this I bitch. It. I found it. Um, 67... Um, God fucking, you are frightened by the nearest creature until the end of your next turn. That's so fucking funny. That is so fucking funny. Oh my God. So sometimes there's, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes, sometimes there's fun things on the wild magic table. I don't think it makes sense for you to be afraid of the wolf. I can re-roll. I don't think it makes sense for you to be afraid of the wolf, so I'm going to say you're afraid of the werebear. No, that's It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Um... Maybe in that moment, like, the werebear fully stands up, like, on its two hinds and just starts, like, pounding its chest. Yeah. And in that moment, like, it makes eye contact with you. Drool is dripping out of its jaws, and that just, like, strikes a moment of fear. Yeah. Uh, and this thing is obviously very pointed at you. Yeah. So I will say, because I haven't taken my movement, when you are frightened in D&D, you, you need to, to use your, your movement to, to move away from that creature. So I'm going to run 30 feet 
away from this fucking... I, I'll say, there's fucking distance. There is, like, nowhere else for you to go on this map, so we're literally just going to put you the farthest away you can get. Yeah. And it's just a good 120 feet away. Yeah. So it's got at least two turns to catch up to you. Unless it... I mean, it ends dashes. after my next turn. Oh, that's not bad. So. And next on the combat tracker is... Pretty sure it's going to be me, if I'm correct. It is going to be me. Eva going to spend half her movement speed to stand the fuck up. Um, get off the ground. What are we doing? Get it together, dude. I know we literally talked earlier about, like, rely on your cantrips at lower level. Don't go in with your spells first. I'm... Went in with spells first. I she does it every I, time. I, did, I do spells first. Well, normally... She always rolls fucking... She's always empty at the end of every fucking combat encounter. It's like... And I always add more creatures the longer the combat encounter goes. And then she's like, damn... I wish I'd saved my spells. I wish I'd known there were going to be more creatures. Okay. To, when I was Magnolia, I had like full fucking spells by the end because I was playing a warlock sorcerer so mix. Silly. And she had goddamn near infinite spell slots. It was insane. Um, Eva is Every going other time, to, however, though, I'm out of spells. Since her longbow has been broken and she doesn't have another weapon equipped, she's going to take her action. Uh, she is a war master, so she has four weapons total. She is going to switch to her maul, which is basically just a really thick-ass hammer. Um, it is two-handed as well. I'm pretty sure it is bludgeoning damage. So she's going to pull out this giant maul that she's been keeping like strapped to her back. And she is going to add a, another superiority die. She's only got a total of four. She's going to add a superiority die uh, when she hits this thing. To one of the maneuvers that Eva has is that she can put things into a grapple. Um, well, you know what? I'll save that for when we hit. So when we start hitting the wear bear, I'm gonna just use. Um, I'm just. Well, I don't know. We'll see. 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 That's a 15. So I don't need to add any superiority die to that. And then I'm gonna roll 2d6 plus 3, which, if I'm lucky, will be enough to fucking kill it. Uh, and then I don't have to worry about this dumb thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's enough. Um, that's 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 damage, which is one more than its max. Uh, so Eva's going to pull out this giant two-handed maul and basically take it and just, like, racquetball this fucking wolf. Like, just send that shit straight through the front of its chest um, and send it flying into the campfire in front of her. Hell yeah. And she's going to take the remaining 15 feet of fucking movement and retreat. Retreat. Cool. Now it's just me, you, and the werebear. So, um, werebear's time. See, I thought this is what the combat encounter was going to be like. One action. creature and like yeah. then the two of us. Nope. And then I forgot how you play. Werebear's going to take which is action. one big guy and a fuck ton of little goons. To dash five ten because it's more fun that way. Fifteen. It is when you see the big guy five, first. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, You don't need to do all that. 80, 85, 90, I'm out of range. That's its whole turn. I'm 120 feet away. Yeah, and it, it used its action to yeah. dash. I know. I, this is about to turn into running. <laughs> I'm so fucking serious, Robert. This is not a joke. Um, I've never done this, but here's something you could do. If you would want to switch initiative order with Eva and have Eva go first to see if she can like distract or put the werebear in like a grapple, we can do that. I've never encouraged okay. people to do that, but it's something fun that you could do. Okay. Like to allow essentially to switch your turn order with another player before the beginning of the next combat or beginning of the next round, which would technically be now. So they're going to like tag team and switch it up. Eva's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20. I'm going to say that because this bear is facing Sparrow, I'm going to give Eva advantage on this. Hell yeah. She's going to continue to use her maw. 
Um, I decide whether I'm going to use my last so then spell what is slot this AC? to help I know, her. I don't know what this thing's AC is. Um, you should look that the fuck up. Uh, well, I do now. Jesus Christ, give me a second. I got a 15. I don't need to add a superiority. I died to that. So now I'm going to roll another 2d6. Fuck me. 4 plus 3, so 7 damage. And then I am going to spend superiority die in this moment to do a bonus action gravel to try and r remove this thing's uh, combat like economy, basically. So I'm going to make a strength versus strength check. So... When you make the choice to shove or grapple, you're going to be rolling strength versus strength. Um, your The thing that is attempting to be grappled is going to roll strength, and the thing that is trying to grapple are, are also going to roll strength. I don't know if it's a saving throw or just mod. I'm going to say mod for simplicity. Um, and essentially, if the thing that is trying to grapple wins, that uh, like roll off, I guess, um, it's going to put it in a grapple. And then I get to talk about the grapple condition. So I'm going to roll first for the flame-haired werebear. Which is gonna have a plus three to this. It's gonna be a nine. Um, and then Eba, no fucking reason she should lose this because I'm adding a D8 to this. Uh, and she has a plus three, same as the werebear. Get it the fuck together. Yeah, Eba got a fucking 16. Don't even need to use a superiority die. I guess I will for funsies. I don't, save it. Well, I had I had to spend it to give myself the oh. bonus action. So um, that's gonna put the werebear. In a motherfucking grapple. Get fucked. Punk ass bitch. So that means it's going to have, um, oh, I have the grapple condition. This is why I brought the fucking DM thing with me. I brought oh, the DM thing yeah. with me. Yeah, because it talks about the grapple condition, because I always have to remind myself what the fuck it does. Um, dodge, disengage, conditions, prone, restrained, stunned, unconscious. Jeez, fucking Christ. There's a lot of conditions. A grappled creature's speed becomes zero, and it can't benefit from any bonus to its speed. The condition ends if the grappler is incapacitated. The condition also ends if an effect removes the grappled creature from the reach of the grappler, so on and so forth. So essentially, I if Sparrow... I anymore anyway. Essentially, if Sparrow decides to run, um, it can't chase her as long as Eba's holding this thing back. Yeah. I'm gonna say that Eva essentially just like runs behind this thing and like uses the sharpman. Yeah, like most malls will have. This bitch has like, a bear in a headlock. Yeah, most malls will have like a pick at the end, so that way it can be used as a piercing weapon as well. I'm gonna say that she fully just like runs and jumps on the back of this thing and drives the pick straight through its back, and it is essentially just riding this thing on like pure will of shoving this weapon deeper and deeper into the bear, uh, so that it can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and now it's gonna go to the bear because we are on opposite sides yes. of this thing in terms of turn order. Um, this thing is intelligent enough that I'm going to say, well, it is intelligent, but it's also an animal. So I'm going to have it do another wisdom saving throw. We'll say under 10, it goes for Eva. Over 10, it's going to continue to go for Sparrow. We're on a fucking natural 20. Oh my God. This is the third natural 20 I've rolled for an enemy. And this isn't even a real combat encounter. This happens encounter. every fucking time. That's, this happens every fucking time. I. That's insane. The way, if these dice were not as expensive as they were, if these were like normal dice... They would have gone missing, Robert. Um, yeah, she's yeah. My fiance bought the dice that I. I'm like not to roll gonna with. mess with the dice. Sparrow has gone down, so uh, the flaming haired oh, werebear rolled maximum damage, which is going to be uh, twelve plus three, so nineteen. Not enough, or is that enough? Oh shit, she has nineteen hit points. Uh, if you do, no, it's more than maximum, right? What's well, more than maximum? Yeah. You're good, so you don't go. You're not permanently dead. You're just down. Okay. So if you go more than, if you hit somebody and you do more than their maximum amount of hit points in one hit, 
they perma die. This thing does exactly 19 damage, which is not enough to put her in a permanently down, oh, like no, 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 permanently no, no. Because, kill. Because it also subtracts that three. Yeah. If it, hit it also them, has like, to go past your your regular yeah. hit points. So this thing would have to do 19 plus three plus one, so 19 plus four. So this thing would have to do 25 damage in a yeah. hit. Um, and it only this does. Is the second time you've almost perma killed me, uh, in like oh, it doesn't a do week. Damage. Fucking, I'm stupid. Six plus six. Is 12 plus 3, 15. Not oh. Anyways, fun thing that can happen in combat, but it's not going to happen in this moment. Um, I'm going to say the werebear, like, essentially takes a moment, steals itself after feeling this maw get driven into its back, uh, and essentially trying to play to its strengths at this point is going to go for the thing that is the most wounded, which is going to be Sparrow, and it's just going to take one large swipe across Sparrow's chest, which is going to knock her into the unconscious, um, incapacitated state, making death saving throws. Death saving throws. So it is now Sparrow's turn. Sparrow's going to make so the cool. first, <laughs> first death saving throw. So much fucking fun, guys. Play this game. It's so much fucking fun. It's a pass. 14. Um, on a, I think it's on a 10 or higher. It's a pass on 9 or below. It's a fail. So if yeah. you get three passes, you you go to one and you become conscious. Uh, if it's three fails, you permanently die. Yeah. Uh, you can take the help action medicine checks to try and like bring somebody to a stabilized state to, to get so around So this is that, just going to be you playing with I'm yourself. I'm so fucking excited for this. I was hoping it was going to come down to Eva and this bear. What the fuck is wrong with because you? Because Eva's fucking cool as shit, dude. Like, yeah. I'm going to consider playing Eva in a future I'm a co-host on this podcast, and I just get to sit here and watch. <laughs> it's now going to go... Let me play Eva! Okay, the flame thing does not get its its, uh, its fire breath back. It's going to be Eva's turn. I'm going to give Eva advantage on this, because why not? Uh, that just sounds like a fun moment for her. Um, I'm going to say that she Good is going her. to leave the maw inside of this thing, um, and is going to switch to her, uh, like, uh, what is it, like a Warhammer kind of deal? Um, she just has shit. She got four weapons, home slice. She got four. Um, and she is going to... Or actually, no, she's not. She's going to switch to her hand crossbow. Um, and is, I'm going to make a dexterity saving throw really quick. I'm going to say DC 10. That's a pass. So I'm going to have her one hand hold on to the maul while this creature is, like, raging to buck her off. And then I'm going to have her reach in, the like, her back pocket and pull out the hand crossbow and try and shoot this thing in, basically in the back of the head. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give her advantage on that. Um, I'll see if I need to add a superiority dice to this. We'll find out. Uh, it's an eight. Yeah, I need to add a superiority die. And it's another eight. She hits. Um, sick. That's going to be 2d4. I'm going to... Or 2d6. I'm going to add an extra d6 just for how fucking close she is to this thing. Because um, I don't know. I think that makes sense. So we're going to do 3d6 plus 3. Oh my god, those were abysmal. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, four... Four, so that's going to be eight damage total. Oh my god, this thing is not even close. Jesus fucking Christ, why has this got so much health? Um, I'm down to one superiority die, so... Fuck me. I guess I'm just going to stay. I don't really have anything else I can do. Yeah. Um, passes I mean, to the bear. Bear's going to try and... nothing else I can do. Bear's going to try and turn around and hit me. Um, I'm going to say because I'm on its back, it's going to have to break the grapple first, because I think that just makes sense. So yeah. I'm going to roll strength against strength. Bear rolled a 10. Eva rolled a 14, so it is not going to break the grapple. That's going to be its whole action. Um, it has no movement speed now. So now it's going to go back to Sparrow. Sparrow needs to roll another d20. Let's see if Sparrow comes back to life. 15. Hey, she's got two successes. I Can we do the Eilid Beardsley rule? If, if you I roll, roll like a, 20, a nat you 20, back. I'm just back. Sure. Why did I put that in there? Yeah, why'd you throw it in there? there? My d I keep my d20 separate. I'm going to roll it like... 
now? Oh, now? Yeah. Yeah. Not a natural Damn 20. it. It's a 13. Back to Eva. Uh, 13's close enough to a nat 20. Give it to me. Eva's going to continue to try and do the same thing. Um, yeah, Eva's going to continue to try and do this. There's not much else Eva can do in this point. So, oh my fuck, that's a four. Plus six to hit, so ten. Um, my last superiority die, I'm going to go ahead and roll it. Or I said she had advantage from there. We'll see if I get this one. Nope, that one's lower than the first one. <laughs> oh, how am I failing in my own combat encounter? Such a fun game. Um, that's just enough. That's just enough. 15. 15 hits. Eva's going to roll some more fucking damage dice. Jesus Christ. Oh my god, two sixes. 12. Um, 14. 14 is enough! This thing is dead! Um, fucking Eva, finally! Eva is going to spend her last action of combat uh, doing the same thing, holding on with one hand to the maw that is currently through the werebear and is going to fully take her hand crossbow and essentially stick it right up to its eye socket and just fire so that it goes through the soft part of its skull into its head. Um, and it is going to essentially exit just through the backside of this thing and is going to fall limp in front of Sparrow. And then if we were going to continue this combat, there's another creature that I never put in. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fuck you. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Roll a medicine check to see if Fuck she you. can bring... This was supposed to be chill. She brings Sparrow back. She got a 17 on her medicine check. I'm going to say that she, like, rips them all out of the werebear and basically walks down the front of this thing and then just, like, hand down, like, fully just picks you up. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's going to be it for our fucking session two today. Fingers. We are, I'm pretty sure, two hours deep. Yep, two hours and five minutes. Um, this is definitely our longest episode, but we try to do a lot of things in one, so what can we say? Uh, thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Table Talk. Um, that's as much of a combat breakdown as you're ever going to get. See you next time. We don't know what we're doing next time yet. Goodbye. Bye.